if these things can read our minds? This is a safe sex zone. Simple, beautiful fish. Good night, campers. Turn on, tune in, talk movies. Welcome to the video cult. You ready digging up my fun, huh? Do it. Yeah, the Trent girls are my tenants. I'm sorry. I've... Don't give a damn. Have fun. I suppose digging in cow dung is fun, is it? It depends on what you find underneath. Well, look, if you find any chastity belts, for God's sake, let me know. The maids are always getting into trouble. We have the most terrible staff. The problem with long hair that I did not anticipate was the ends of it getting into my armpits while I sleep, and then the ends of my hair smelling like my armpits oh, no. when I wake up. Josh, you poor thing. That sounds awful. It's really strange. It's a really strange sensation, especially when it's like got the same like having to pull hair out of your ass crack feeling when they're like in there and your arms are down and you got to like <laughs> sift it out. And then it's like, oh, oh no, my, my hair smells like my body. So that was just something that I thought of this morning when it happened before I had to watch this movie hungover. <laughs> um, interesting experience watching this movie in the morning mm. it's a strange one to just start the day off with yeah it i can imagine that's I, i've watched it twice in in the last two days now but both times kind of in the evening it's very much more of an evening yeah experience <laughs> yeah. I, I would think <laughs> i feel like a pervert watching it in the morning <laughs> there's something like just off and in like the, the cold like, light of day yeah, yeah. you see yeah. you see not only the movie but yourself yeah yeah, yeah exactly had to close the blinds and yeah. just be like i can't i can't yeah. be doing this right now oh definitely yeah um before we get into it um did you guys also notice that in the opening credits, the director of photography's name was Dick Bush? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Pretty good. Great. <laughs> Just wanted to make sure. Okay. But the two oh of my, my first God. notes are dick jokes, by the way. That one <laughs> and another one. Um, but yeah, this, I'd never seen this movie. I think we did talk about that before. Uh, I kind of would come across it trying to find movies with uh, animals or inordinately mm-hmm. sized animals that eat people because I was obsessed with this genre uh, as a child. And uh, I never really ended up watching it because I assumed it was just a vampire movie. And it mostly is. Uh, sort of. It's got the trappings mm-hmm. of a vampire movie. Um, but there is some weird snake shit going on. <laughs> There's a lot of um, weird snake shit going uh, on. Yeah. It's, uh, from my understanding, not the plot of the book. Uh, no, I, I looked this up because okay, I was very good. curious. Because it's, it's Bram Stoker. It uh, is a Bram Stoker novel. Yeah. Probably one of his like kind of lesser known novels mm-hmm. compared to his big juggernaut that is Dracula. Yeah. Seemingly for good reason too. Yeah, this this book wasn't good. <laughs> Have you read yeah. it? No. No, but you you just yeah. It I also haven't read it but will yeah. stand very firmly that it sounds like ass. Yeah. yeah. Well, I will I will <laughs> say I like like any good researcher in 2023 I read the Wikipedia yeah. summary of it, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I, I had trouble following <laughs> the Wikipedia summary of yeah. this book. Yeah, it, it's kind of all over the place. Uh, one of Stoker's contemporaries, H.P. Lovecraft, uh, when he kind of reviewed the book and said that it was a uh, it was a great idea let down kind of by infantile storytelling. <laughs> Not so. enough of the N word. <laughs> yeah, Likely. yeah. That's uh, that's of course that is that is H.P. Lovecraft's um, critique of the book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not enough racial slurs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, 
that I I think I think ultimately I think Bram Stoker just isn't that good of a writer. And the only reason Dracula has endured is because the concept is so good. Mm -hmm. And then otherwise, he's kind of a stuffy old guy. And and that comes through in his writing. And I think that's what at least what I've heard from. Yeah, uh, that that the the concept for Lair of the White Worm isn't enough to carry his boring shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's unfortunately I think too writing has changed so much as well that it it would be a little bit alien to go back. I love reading stuff from the Victorian era just because that's where you get a lot of the public domain ghost stories and things from, and some of it's very good and some of it's very accessible, and you get shit like Dickens. I don't know if you guys have ever tried to read Dickens. Uh, don't. It's, it's hard. Don't. It's so hard. Dude, dude was writing for word count. Yeah. You will get you will get the biggest longest explanations about chairs in a room that has nothing to do with a plot. But he was just like, I can make this. I can make this opening scene two thousand words. Oh my god. Right. So you know what? Like a lot of like the male quote unquote like male um, authors of the era, I find almost boring as fuck but you get like um the bronte sisters amazing mm. like i i loved wuthering heights, wuthering heights I love is jane really eyre. good yeah yeah really good really like jane eyre is also like some parts of it is really fucking scary like it's you know spoilers for like a 200 almost 300 year old book but <laughs> it's like dude has his wife living in the walls mm. and she's like like this ghost she tries to set him on fire and it's freaky is it jane Eyre or wuthering heights it's jane Eyre. wow i didn't know that that's what that was like i i just assumed it was like people going to dinner parties and shit (laughs) no 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 no. (laughs) you're you were expecting more on the austin side of things yes exactly yeah yeah. because i haven't i haven't uh read jane austen either i sort of did a little bit mm. i started to read pride and prejudice and zombies Oh, and okay, it's yeah. a very obvious when it switches from Jane Austen <laughs> to the dude who decided to yeah. do this yeah. to this uh, fine novel because her writing is very good mm. and and is fun to read. Mm. Uh, and then it gets to his stiff, fucking, worthless trash writing, and I'm like, why does this guy have money? Why do we ever give this man any amount of currency to do this uh, fucking garbage? Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely you know. It's like I think it was during the time. It's like all these like cool stories are like retold, and like I think it's like the novelty of it. So. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Here's this story you love, but with vampires, but with zombies, but with werewolves. Yeah. And I, the only one I ever tried to read was that that one, Josh, the Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, and I, I got through maybe a chapter. I was just like, this is I can't, yeah. I can't do this. But uh, on the topic of our movie. Gabby, I have to congratulate you. This is a classic Gabby movie. We've it is. we've yeah. come back to form. We had we had a weird bizarro we week. We did. We did have then, a dip. Yeah, and then it was like it's okay. like the stock market. You know, yeah. We I, we we had our little two thousand eight mm-hmm. housing crash with things. Yeah, and now we're sort of back on the up and up. Mm-hmm. Now with um, layer of the white worm because this this is pretty much all of the hallmarks of one of your classics. Yeah, so like it's it, horror violence female nudity it's yeah. all there like the whole <laughs> like a villain goth shit goth yeah, shit. yeah. A, a villain serving so much con oh my god i, I love her so much uh yeah the the i keep I, saying i, I keep probably... saying that like every single like you're right though <laughs> i am right but every time i feel like i'm saying it i'm like 
it it's losing its meaning but with mm. but with lady sylvia oh no she is oh my christ i could conservatively talk for an hour out of this podcast yeah. about her first three outfits oh, um. yeah. <laughs> it's insane like oh. it's but this yeah this week's um movie is layer of the white worm so a little bit of backstory um this we did open up that it is a um Sorry, folks. My brain just went blank. Bram Stoker novel adaptation. Yeah, very Thank loose. You, very, very loose. Nothing, yeah. Yeah. nothing I, like I, I it. I say this harkens just, back basically... to the Jaws 3D. It's suggested by <laughs> yeah. the novel Lair of the White Worm. I think it's just the thing that takes from it is probably like the um, the title, and then he just took it and ran with it because this is like the second, or I can't remember what else he's done, but he's um, the director. Ken Russell is a British director. He also did um, The Devils, which is based off of uh, Aldous Huxley's um, The Devils of Loudon, which is a historical novel. Now, here are the historical details of that. And I want you to take this story and try to think of it, but times it by 100 with horniness. <laughs> okay. So... Urbain Grandier, he was a priest who was burned at the stake in Loudon, France, um, in 1634. He was accused of seducing an entire convent of Ursuline nuns and being in league with the devil. Because oh, nice. this guy, he absolutely, he just fucked. <laughs> he, he was... What else were we to do back then? There was no internet. <laughs> yeah. No, Fucking's yeah. Fucking's all you got. Basically, he was, he was very, like, promiscuous, apparently, um... He had like a bunch of good friends and kind of what sealed his fate is when he uh, slept with his son, uh, with his friend's daughter when she mm. was just turned the ripe age of probably 15 and got her pregnant. And then he just fucked off. He was like, nope, not Ooh. my problem. And so this is a priest, by the way, but he is, uh, you know, so he, he got a lot of, um, Enemies, um, then with the Ursuline nuns, the mother superior, which is like this hunchbacked, like young, she's young, pretty. She's played by Vanessa Redgrave oh, in okay. um, the 1971 movie that Ken Russell has um, directed. So uh, her name is, uh, she's the mother superior, sister Jen of the Angels. But uh, she was like, come be our confessor, you know. Um, so a bunch of us horny nuns can be like, oh, yeah, fucking probably just have extremely crazy wet dreams because what else do you do in a convent um so basically he he rejected her and then she just was like no fuck this dude and she, herself oh, no. and the other nuns started being actually possessed quote-unquote possessed and so um in the movie, you get all these crazy, like, nuns are, like, strung up by their hands. They're, like, nude. They're, like, doing this crazy writhing and this crazy, like, insane-looking convent. And it's just extremely horny. Because you have Oliver Reed and his mustachio glory. <laughs> and I'm sure that dude was drunk every single day. So... It's a, a movie made in the seven, a British movie made in the seventies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's guaranteed. Yeah. So 
I have a, I have a story about how the director got drunk every day of filming this movie. <laughs> I am not surprised. Yeah, Hugh Grant said he would get drunk at lunchtime, and uh, how did he put it? He would get mad and say, "Do it how I showed you, you fucking cunt." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also, um, Hugh Grant does have a face you want to call a cunt. That is. Oh yeah. That is mm. for sure. But yeah, this. Um, so Ken Russell's uh, took. Aldous Huxley's book and turned it into The Devils, which was made in 1971. Um, you know, very horny. Uh, it actually got a X rating in both the United Kingdom and the United States because uh, it was very violent and, you know, sexually, like, the whole sexuality was sort of molded around religion. And you mm. see this a lot in Layer of the White Worm. Quite a lot, mm-hmm. so... Yeah, it's uh, nice. it's a crazy movie. Okay, well that uh, it was, this this movie is gonna seem a little bit tame, I think, in comparison. But oh yeah, like my first uh, my first like opening scenes, and it wasn't until like later on the movie where I was like, "Are you sure this is like a Ken Russell movie?" <laughs> is it, this is the man who made the movie where William Hurt gets into a fucking sensory deprivation tank and turns into a weird monkey? <laughs> yeah, I was like, this is really tame. Like, we do, we do as the movie progresses, the the amount of of nudity does does climb exponentially. Oh yeah, but and some it, it fun never... violence. I was, mm-hmm. I, oh, yeah. th- that caught me off guard. I was especially like for just how long we wait for it. Yeah, I really wasn't expecting uh, the violence to to get to where it was. Uh, was. Uh, but uh, when when it did, there were uh, a couple satisfying scenes that we'll get to. Well, shall we uh, dive into the layer of the white worm? And let's uh, let's slither in. Slither in, yeah. yeah. Slither on in. Uh, all right. We start with a uh, slow zoom on a hilltop cave as discount fantasy font gives mm-hmm. us the uh, a red title card and and some opening credits here. Uh, it really reminded me of Lord of the Rings, like the the font, but mm. kind of like a wish version. Like it was just like, oh, we'll we'll make this a little fantasy, but not too. The, the Lord of the Rings nineteen ninety one t- yeah. like miniseries or something. The, yeah, like, I was gonna, gonna say that. the the nineteen or the nineteen seventy seven animated one. Um, so the camera doesn't quite get us into the cave before we fade to Angus, p- played by the youngest Peter Capaldi I've ever had the pleasure of seeing. Yeah. Oh my god, I love him so much in this. Uh, at, at first, I thought he was Hugh Grant because he has Hugh Grant's hair from like five years later. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, big thick curly hair, and um, he's uh, yeah he you don't really recognize him until you see his facial structure because yeah. he's got he's got a f- strong facial structure and, and even that young you'll you'll notice it. Um, kind of big glasses in this film though as well that that uh, does. Very... Scottish. Very... Peter Capaldi is Scottish. Oh, he's very Scottish. In this, yeah, it's... and in this this movie, he is at times comically Scottish. Yeah, because no, I, I feel like Ken Russell is yeah. just like just stumbled into like the fucking like Peter. You got Peter Capaldi. Like, ah, yeah. Thank you for um, <laughs> giving me this chance. And then like you have like Ken Russell. Uh, fuck it. Take that, okay, young lad, and you fucking put it up to eleven. <laughs> Tarting that shit right up. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, so Angus, uh, he's he's in a hole in a backyard. Yeah. Um, and he's picking up a huge skull. 
from this hole that he is he is unearthed, he lets out a real kind of Howard Dean-esque yeehaw. Yeehaw! What to do? You cut yourself or summit! Which is not the only yeehaw we'll get in this movie, which it should surprise you because it surprised me uh, as he, he holds this skull. We, then we get introduced to Mary, who says something that is very close to English, but not quite. Yeah, it took oh. me a while yeah. to decipher what she was yeah, saying. Yeah, because she says, the, oh, fuck, what was it? Because she says the word again normally, like a couple lines later. She does. Oh, did I, you hurt yourself or something, I think is what she says, but it's yeah. like something or whatever. It's getting there's all fucked a, up. Yeah, there's a a real strong, I, I feel like it's it's a northern accent, but with Britain, who who... Who could tell, really? Like, there's there's a trillion accents. Um, but uh, she, yeah, she says something to Angus. Uh, and then her sister, Eve, comes running out of the house because of all this commotion. And uh, Mary uh, starts to, to kind of tease Angus about this skull. Um, and uh, they're, they're kind of giggling about it. Uh, Angus thinks it's a dinosaur. And uh, they, they, they call it, it a they fossil. They say it's a cow. <laughs> they, they think it's a cow. Yeah, they think it's their old cow, Bessie, mm-hmm. uh, which I don't know what English cows look like, but I never want to meet one if they if that's a skull that they can. The it, the prop is a, a cow skull that they pulled the teeth out of and uh, added some affectations to. Really? So I'm, okay. I'm certain that is like an in-joke for, for the, mm. the filmmakers there. All of this dialogue, it's it's weird because it starts out, uh, with them, uh, both of the girls in this scene are really stiff. I found uh, they're a little bit better later, but I was yeah. like, "This is so- it was the most British shit ever." They were just yeah. like really stiff. The dialogue was weird. I was contemplating putting subtitles on because I didn't know what the fuck they oh, were man. saying uh, initially. My ears got into it uh, a little bit after that, but yeah, I was like, "This is like weird and and awkward." Uh, oh, uh, she uh, Eve uh, forgets that she was cooking something, runs off shouting, "My spotted dick!" I know. And, uh, I laughed out loud at that. Uh, that was pretty great. But yeah, there was mm-hmm. something just weird and uh, like school play acting mm-hmm. uh, for this oh. opening scene. Yeah. And uh, as we'll, we'll learn in a little bit, Angus is a he's an archaeology student and he's he's uncovering some some Roman ruins. That's that's what he's doing in their backyard. Mary and Eve run a bed and breakfast. And this is somewhere in the rural English countryside. We're never given an exact location. Um, so then uh, Ang- Angus wants to to hose off the the fossil which is again not a fossil and certainly not a thousand years old uh it's not how fossils work but uh mary uh so mary runs uh to tur- turns the water on for the garden hose and uh for some reason the the score of the movie decides this is like a tense moment of danger did you guys notice that when she's going and she's reaching in turning on the water but the score is yeah like, it's da, 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 da. it's because uh, Did I miss they something? do it twice. It's the imagery of the coiled up hose around her feet. Because oh. when the water sort of goes through it, it's sort of it's like it's moving towards her. Right. And then they do that later with the vacuum hose as well. Okay, yeah. those were they, the two times really I didn't le- see. They it. really it. lean into the theme there. Yeah, how, uh, uh, scary uh, coiled up hoses. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that that was why I thought yeah. that was funny. Very goosebumps of it uh, mm-hmm. right off the top. Uh, d- and also, does this movie know it's funny? Like I this, could not it's tell not you. a comedy. I, but I'm like, there's some shit that's legitimately funny, and yeah. I don't know if the there's movie knows few, it is because there's, there's times where it fucks up and it's like funny but not 
because mm-hmm. it's trying to be. Uh, but yeah, there's a couple like legitimately funny sh- lines that come out of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think you can tell the moments of comedy. I think that they were going for. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then there are moments, yeah, where you're a little bit like, okay, this is silly and hilarious, but it's played so straight that you're just like, I don't know if you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Mary, uh, Mary heads back to, uh, uh, to Angus. Uh, they kind of flirt a little bit while talking about the Romans that were there. Apparently uh, this part of Britain was the Roman province of Mercia at, at one point. And uh, so they have a, a little back and forth, a uh, little, talk about you know how how long the romans were there and stuff and 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 when this skull might be from um but angus says he needs to do more investigating mary at this point springs that she wants him to go to a party tonight and uh this is at uh at the uh the local uh landlord slash aristocrats mansion um Lord he agrees. Dampton. Lord yeah. Dampton, yeah. And an actual literal landlord. Yes. He is a lord and owns the land and they pay him rent. <laughs> and uh, so we, we jump now to a, uh, a giant estate on a hill. And inside there's a rural rock band playing a, a honestly not too bad song about our fabled Dampton worm. And this it is was pretty fun. I get was, up yeah, and do yeah. a jig to that shit. <laughs> Absolutely. Like there, it's like a cross between like um, those like classic, you know, balls like scenes that you see in like Emma or any other Jane Austen thing. But they put like a weird like 1980s folk rock like punk rock band singing like a ballad about the Dampton worm. And then uh, you have like light, like laser lights going around. Mm -hmm. But he had a sweet accent. I think he's Irish. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, It it kind of reminded me of the, the cover. There's like a, a, like a punk band does a cover of uh, Saturday night for so i married an axe murderer and they have like scottish oh accents and oh the i'd like to hear like that them, it's pretty good yeah it, it kind of like reminds me of the pokes which is like <clears> this <throat> um <throat> irish punk rock band which is great oh um, yeah they, they did um oh fuck what is it called the greatest christmas song of all time fairy yeah. tale of new york besides that they oh, okay. did like a actual like irish ballad. oh my god what is it called okay did they do uh oh no i'm sorry I, I thought they did a version of waltzing matilda that was it was good. I don't know. Um, I'm sorry, cultists. <laughs> this is I will not. Well, you, you've come to the research portion yeah. of the yeah, of the show where find, we have to. I will not find peace until I figure out remember what the Pogues wrote. All right. While you're uh, doing that, we this is our our first chance at this party to meet uh, Hugh Grant in this movie, a, a young Hugh Grant as uh, James Dampton, the descendant of the man that this this band is singing about, John Dampton. And uh, the whole thing about this is, is so this his family has been here forever. They've you know, they've they've owned this list land for generations. Uh, John Dampton was uh, a legendary knight who, who fought a worm. And uh, the worm is, is described sort of snake like the, the worm snake thing. Themes kind of come and go throughout the movie. Sometimes you get more like wormy bits. Sometimes you get more snake 
kind of things. Uh, it leans pretty heavily into the snake side towards the end, but here we, we do still get a lot of um, kind of showing it as more of a worm than, than a snake. Yeah, but it also kind of reminded me of, you know, um, with like the whole like people wearing like the snake worm costume and mm. stuff like that. There's like um, jigs going around, all that stuff. It kind of reminds me of like mummers parties. At the- I, w- I was going to say the the costume, the, the large like multi-people costume of the worm. Yeah, is yeah. very mummer-esque. Mm. Uh, yeah. And they do a little play, yeah, with yeah. It, so where it's symbolically with a fucking very glittered sword, uh, I like because when he did the like chopping thing, I was like, is he just swinging that sword around with people inside there? No, it is clearly a craft uh, and has a lot of fucking glitter on it. <laughs> um, so yeah, there's uh, as they're they're doing this dance, there's a, a his maids all come in, and it's it is one of those multi people almost like chinese dragon type of of costumes i found it to be quite cool just because it is it's all alabaster and like it has these big bulbous eyes that are also pure white and giant fangs and stuff so i found it like is kind of a little creepy but i liked it in that way um it comes in he uh they they do a little mime where yeah he cuts it in half and uh so then um first it comes in and it, it kind of eve is accosted by the worm the worm comes up and starts playing snapping at her and and uh there's a little bit of foreshadowing here and um then uh the the song ends with another yeehaw which is already our second yeehaw of the movie like five minutes in and i was hoping that this would continue but sadly it doesn't our our yeehaw count ends at two here uh before it can really live and uh then we get uh james eve mary and angus all walking up to a food table together. And uh, we learn that this is Angus's first time hearing about the the Dampton Worm. He'd never heard about the legend before. And uh, shits on it immediately. He does <laughs> shit on it immediately. I love that. Like, it's like, you're a guest yeah. in this home. They're clearly very into this. They just did a whole fucking display for you. It's a local thing. Uh, you're an outsider, and you're just like... I don't know. This whole worm business sounds pretty fucking gay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And he accidentally calls uh, James a worm uh, because he shakes his hand. He's like, oh, the Dampton worm when he says his name's James Dampton. And uh, he kind of kind of mumbles his way out of that. Um, Here's an outcomer. Way out. The Orkneys is staying with us as a paying guest. Uh, Very convenient. Welcome to Dampton Hall, Miss Star. Flint. <laughs> Angus Flint. The archaeologist. And I'm James Dampton. The landlord. Ah, the Dampton one. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean... I'm sorry, I meant you must be connected. So then uh, they, Angus and, and James get get kind of talking as the, as the girls go off to dance. And uh, Angus lets James know about the skull and, and kind of the Romans and things. And uh, James seems kind of like that that kind of feigned ara- aristocratic polite interest in it. But mm-hmm. later on, you'll see that he actually really gets into this. Super obsessed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, he is like, and uh, I mean, this is this is like immediately after he, uh, buddy, kind of shit on the legend. So now he is mm-hmm. being a dick to him, but I think a de- mm. in a deserved way. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, just being sassy. Um, but <laughs> that I, aristocratic I, sass. Yes, uh, but I, I like that. Uh, he also paints a picture for us uh, that the uh, the female staff uh, oh, yeah. at his at his uh, estate are just 
fucking, getting down to some fucking uh, with who I don't know, because uh, he asks him if he's found any chastity belts that he could throw on them just to yeah. oh, maintain this comes some up later. order. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like these are, like, just, you know, um, horned up, like, they're, they're just, like... Oh, okay. They're, they're the nuns from that other movie after they left the yeah. convent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they are working for we're like, gonna go work here now. Yeah. Was like, this this kind of this now the convent's a bummer. Let's just fucking go. And then they're just like <laughs> Oh my god, because there's there's I think a scene in um I remember it very vaguely. I also figured out who um The Rising of the Moon um from uh, the Pogues, uh, lead singers off like side, um, side gig Shane McGowan and the Popes. That's what I th- was thinking okay. of. But um, yeah, there's like a scene in The Devils where a nun is like straddling a candle stick. Whoa! And oh yeah, and she. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we're just going to take a quick break and go watch The Devils. Yeah. And we're just going to insert. <laughs> we'll do all of reasons. The Devils, then come back and and, and pick up. There so this go. is going to be our first five-hour podcast. <laughs> That's right. Uh, we're really going to uh, break some records today. Here. <laughs> uh, all right. To our original film. Uh, so, uh, yeah, Angus and James talking here. And, uh, yeah, J- James makes a, an interesting comment about, yeah, his uncontrollable uh, uh, maids. And then uh, <laughs> he, uh, as they're doing this, uh, Angus is, has found a, a dish that he quite quite likes that that looks almost like roots or something, but it's, it's very red. And he's he's just chowing down on that, uh, and, and in almost like a comical way, like it's kind of hanging out of his mouth as he as he talks to. Yeah, it kind of looks like red dyed like bean sprouts. Yes, yeah. bean that's sprouts a perfect. That in, yeah. uh, or like um, sort of like a seaweed, like you know, like in some like. Um, like Japanese or any other Asian, um, it's like a seaweed salad, mm. which are really good. But anyways, yeah. Uh, James helpfully, after he's eaten about a plate and a half of this, lets him know that this is pickled earthworms, and uh, and uh, Angus is uh, looks a little bit ill here, but the luckily the girls come back, and Mary's ready to go home, so she's she's gonna take Angus home. While uh, even James go back to dance, and you you get the sense that there's there's a little something between even James here, hmm. uh, but uh, as as Mary and Angus in the next scene walk through the grove here, which is a shortcut back to the uh, the bed and breakfast, um, you they they kind of talk about it and they're they're just like oh no they're they're just they're good friends in mm-hmm. in the old fashioned sense, which I I think means that they they're specifically not fucking yeah (laughs) because i the first time i watched it i was a little confused about that and i was just like oh like good friends in the biblical sense or good friends but no they're they're just friends and like friends as in making the beast with two backs sort of friends or no no this is this is specifically not shakespeare yeah (laughs) shakespeare othello oh yeah i had to yeah that's i one of my absolute goals in life is to be able to yell at an old man while he's sleeping in his home that his his daughter is out making the beast with two backs with someone. Because that is the start <laughs> of that play, and it is one of my absolute favorite kind of Shakespearean cold openings of yeah. all time. Yeah. It's uh, like, hey, buddy, 
Hey, buddy. Buddy. You know, your daughter's being a slut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so in this grove, we get a little bit of exposition about the tragic backstory of Mary and Eve. Their parents disappeared in this grove mm -hmm. one year ago. And uh, she, she kind of tells this sad tale to Angus and uh, that she, uh, you know, the, Angus is a little incredulous about yeah. how, like, their parents disappeared without a trace. Like, without a trace? Like, kind of, are you sure? Like, he, he gives her, like, a, an uh, interesting look. I here. can't tell between, like, the interactions between, like, Mary and Angus and Eve and James, because sometimes they're, like, they care. It looks like they care, but then mm -hmm. they'll turn and be, like, complete assholes to each other. Yeah. Like, he's, like, kind of gasped, like, are you sure? Mm-hmm. Are you really sure? Or like <laughs> she also says uh, that her ex boyfriend died. Like yes. another tragic, yeah. like and just just Larry, just a hat on a hat. Yeah. Of tragic backstories. Mm. Her ex boyfriend tragically died. instead of just not having a boyfriend at all. Died in a motorcycle accident, and that's when he decides. Oh yes, after telling me about your missing parents and dead boyfriend, I'm just gonna kiss you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which like, oddly you... enough, she's into. Yeah, yeah. Is yeah. <clears throat> it really like a? Like, he's just looking at this thing like, man, I hope she's as horny as I am right now. Like, yeah. this, what 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 turns you on more than than hearing just the, the, the most uh, ridiculous string of tragedy? But uh, yeah, she is nuns. into it. Yeah. Or, or nuns, of course. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, she's just like, my parents are missing. Come on over. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like um, instead of like, hey, babe, my parents aren't here. <laughs> that's, that's like, literally what I was yeah. thinking of. Yeah, they, yeah. <laughs> Peter Capaldi sprinting across the English countryside. Yeah. Uh, so their their makeout session, un unfortunately. <laughs> you know what? You're welcome. Because I think she's like you know sad enough that her parents are dead and gone, but like I think she's a bit too old to be considered like a quote unquote orphan. Because whenever I think of orphan, I think of child. Mm -hmm. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah, because I guess, like, when you when you get older and, like, if your parents just pass away when you're an adult, you don't start calling yourself an orphan, right? You're just like, no, my, my parents passed away. Yeah. So I think I, she should be at that I stage. think we should bring it back. I think, I feel, okay. I think okay. adults. So, I think adults should be allowed to call themselves orphans. Okay. Right? I don't so think this is a parents, kidnapped abduction situation. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want this to happen, but if my parents pass away when I'm, like, in my hopefully... I don't know. I want my parents to live a very long time, but um, if when they pass away, I must. Uh, I will start saying that I'm an orphan. I'll hold you to it. Yeah, <laughs> just come up to you like at the funeral. I was like, so you're gonna say it, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'll say in the speech. Yeah. No, have, have about have all the subtlety of Peter Capaldi in this yeah. scene. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the the eulogy your parents would want is just just you talking about how now you are an orphan. Like you just gotta make that I'm about now you. An orphan. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but it's a real He-Man vibe to it. <laughs> it's on my mind. Or oh man, uh, yeah. Um, so I always said as a joke that when my parents go, I'm gonna get them taxidermied. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna put my dad. My dad's gonna be like a head mount, and he's gonna have okay. a cigarette sticking out of his mouth because he he died as he lived probably mm. smoking um and then i'm gonna have my mom you know like, like bear pose you know like the big giant bear oh, yeah. taxidermy she's gonna be like that yeah but i'm also gonna use her as a coat hang like a coat rack are you gonna have her like like the one paw up snarling type of bear pose like the yes like she's coming for you yeah 
Okay. So I'm gonna. This has inspired me. I'm gonna get my parents done in two different epoxy tables, but so they look like fucking uh, in Demolition Man when Stallone's like Ooh, in the cryo yeah. cryo tube. <laughs> yep. But do that with epoxy tables. <laughs> All right. Yep. Oh, my parents don't fucking listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> no, my parents know. <laughs> I was gonna say you would have told your parents long oh, yeah. ago. I'm sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. I also said that uh, if, if uh, I couldn't. Uh, this is really dark, but it's a joke. Darker than what we're talking. <laughs> yeah. Oh, go on. <laughs> I always said that um, you know when it's time for them to go, you know, like get into the it's time that they can't look after themselves. I'd be they'd be like old yeller. Are you just gonna take them out back to the yeah. woodshed? Oh, yeah, nice. I'd be like, and I'd be like, Ch-ch-ch, I'll do it. They're my parents. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Single tear. I'll, yeah. I'll do it, Pa. I'll, I'll kill you. <laughs> I'll do it for you. You're my Pa, Pa. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Now come, come out back and put your head down on this stump. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think we're like uh, 10 minutes into this fucking We, we haven't so even gotten well. to the crazy shit no, yet. No, no. We we're in the, the, we're in the no, very shit. normal part of this movie. All right. So they're they're uh, they're about to, to do a little, like, you know, stacked up on a tree makeout sesh here. And uh, unfortunately, though, they get immediately distracted by a spooky car. Fucking uh, sick. Good look. Every car oh my in this God. movie yeah, I'm yeah. in love with. And yeah. they drive, like, insane people. Like, like <laughs> yeah. these like English countryside roads are like very narrow, and oh, they yeah. drive like a, they're in the F one. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, yeah. They all have super small cars that can yeah. corner real well, no. so yeah. they're just fucking giving her. <laughs> and they had, and there was no headlights on because no. that is something no. they like remark on. It's like mm-hmm. they're just driving in the dark. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Jesus, sounded like Mr. Bill. Um, <laughs> but uh, they did. There was like green light headlights mm-hmm. in it though or something i don't know if that was because yeah. they just like color corrected the headlights out, i think they did and yeah. that's why it looked like okay because i was wondering because they're like there was no headlights on yeah. it is it good ones, but yeah it must have been changed good choice of car too because it has a very kind of serpent-esque look to it i'm not sure i don't know cars well enough to tell you what make and model is but it is like a nice sporty good looking european car That scared me. It's not a car. Driving in the dark without headlights. There's moonlight. To a deserted house. Did the police look there for your parents? This place they did look. I want to go home. Um, so they, uh, yeah, this kind of spooks Mary. And uh, Angus looks annoyed because he just got cock blocked by, by someone well, out for a drive. ghost car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, they get back to uh, the the bed and breakfast, and there's a police constable waiting for them there. Uh, his name is Ernie, and uh, a recognizable actor. I've definitely seen him in things. Yeah, I'm just look yeah. Who he is right now? Paul Brook. I, I feel like he's a staple of of kind of that era British, of English. Like, yeah. Um, oh yeah, definitely. And some other uh, things like Bridget Jones's Diary. He's oh, in the okay. 2004 Phantom of the Opera, which oh. I've not seen. Uh, Oh, he's the Rancor Keeper in Return of the Jedi. Oh, <laughs> of course. How could we forget? How yeah. could we forget? But yeah, oh yeah, Greystoke, that fucking Tarzan movie with uh, uh, Christopher Lambert. I thought the, man, I thought the guards for the Rancor were both Gamorians. No. Oh. No, it's two, it's two human dudes. It's the two guy human who cries, dudes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's uh, you, you, and if you saw this guy, you'd know him because his fucking eyes are all over the goddamn place. Yeah, that is his most recognizable feature for sure. I didn't want to stare, but I stared a bit. Mm. And (laughs) 
So he's there uh, because they've uh, found something with their missing parents. Specifically, they found their dad's watch. And uh, it was found in a cavern, which is called Stone Rig Cave. Uh, that is the cavern that we saw at the opening. And we'll see it a bunch more. There, uh, There's going to be a f- search party formed in the morning. And... Uh, of course, Mary's like, oh, I, I, you know, I'll be there, right? And uh, she, uh, as, as he, uh, he kind of gives her, like, he, he just wants to get home, gets to sleep, which seems to be his main motivation in this movie. So he's he's heading for the door when Mary brings up the the, the phantom car, and uh, you know he says, oh, I'll, you know, I'll check it out, type of thing. He says he'll have a look, and then uh, as he's leaving, uh, Angus says that he'll come along on the search party as, tomorrow as well. And uh, Ernie just kind of gives him a annoyed reply that it is tomorrow, and just that it's after midnight. Um, there's a lot of characters in this movie that just seem, I maybe because he is an outsider, but uh, yeah, he he seems immediately to not really like Angus. Probably because, like, I don't know. I mean, the the long history, yeah, <laughs> the long history between uh, yeah, the, the Scots and the English yeah. are and if they're in, very tumultuous. And yeah, if they're in northern England, you <laughs> fucking coming in here digging up our yards. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and. Our next scene, uh, Ernie is at Temple House. One of the things that I love about this movie is that it really doesn't waste your time with superfluous things. It kind of like it sets up a scene and then it, it well, there's okay, a couple, there's there's a couple, there's a couple little extended things. one-sided phone call scenes that I yeah. don't think we needed. <laughs> yeah, but besides those, but yeah, yes, it, it I, tends I do, to set I up a scene agree. and then it it goes, it, it goes, it goes there. Uh, uh, I loved watching this uh, fucking oh my human, god, yes. Uh, personification of trundling uh, <laughs> uh try to sneak up onto the fucking uh, uh, uh grounds of this house it was like not subtle at all no. uh and we get a pretty great conversation over the radio when he tries to get the other cop mm-hmm. in town to come uh which i thought was really funny and he's like you need to get here and he's like but you've got the car and he's like take a cab and it's like oh i'm making dinner like yeah. he's yeah. so not willing to give this guy back up yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, no, yeah. No, 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 he's arrested the the cabbie for drunk driving so the cab's out of commission tells him to take his bike and he's like oh i yeah i don't have my bike pump like it's it's a whole it's a whole bit yeah it it's a very bit. like it's, it's almost like Abbott and Costello yeah, yeah it's like uh it kind of just reminds me of like small town like cops mm-hmm. oh very much so. yeah, yeah they're just there's like no, there's uh, no sense of urgency no, like, no people don't get fucking murdered around here this is where people bury the bodies that they murdered in the city yeah <laughs> i'm fucking gotta worry about this shit um because they're like I always like call like small like cops that like don't have like don't you know they they just lounge around and all this shit and like don't pri- prioritize the safety of their communities. I call them like the hot dog squad, <laughs> which is from like last podcast on the left. They they call like the um, small town um, cops with and trying to figure out um, who the BTK killer is. Anyways, a bit of a tangent, but. It just it's just like a perfect thing to describe them. They're like the hot dog squad. They're not mm. doing anything. But <laughs> I think because they're in the UK, are they like the Yorkshire pudding squad? Oh, Ernie, yeah. Where are you? I'm up at Temple House. There's an intruder on the premises. Get over here as quick as you can. How can I? You got car. I know I've got the car. Get taxi. You've arrested him for drunken driving. You've locked him up for drunken driving. 
But don't believe it. I'm having me dinner. I don't care if you are in the middle of your supper. But me takeaway will be ruined. Fuck the Kilkenny fried turkey and get on your bike. I can't. Me pump's broke. I see. Well, you can take your bicycle pump and shove it up your arm. Cop. Pudding eating local cops. I don't even know if that's a stereotype, but I love it. All right. The, uh... So, uh, so yeah, he, we we do we do this little bit, and and Ernie's finally exasperatedly tells him to to you know, uh, shove his pump up his ass, and then immediately uh, falls to the ground, cradling cradling his leg and crying out, and uh, we we don't really know what happens, but uh, uh, Lady Sylvia Marsh, this is our introduction to her, uh, dressed in white with a lantern, she almost got a bit of a nun look to her in this in this first scene. And uh, she she's out there. She asks uh, if she can can help him, and uh, he says that he's been stung by a snake, uh, which obviously she corrects him as any normal human would do, because I, I guess he doesn't know what a snake is. But uh, she tells him that of course snakes bite, and uh, then she tells him to come inside and and that she'll she'll help him. No, she helps him all right. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> And, uh, very, she, very sensual leg sucking is yeah, what we cut yeah. over to. Yeah, so she's she is yeah, sucking on that leg. And there's like and the fucking music sting, it's like mm-hmm. fucking like porn like cheesy comedic porno kind of music. Like it gives- a little yeah, yeah. bit. Uh, all the music in this scene was fucking wild. It yeah. sounded like it was out of Roger Rabbit. Uh, <laughs> yeah. it was really crazy. <laughs> yeah. And also like the amount of times that people like suck out the venom. Mm-hmm. From... The movie has a thing for it, certainly. Yeah, uh, it's definitely not recommended. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, I guess tellingly here, if you if you hadn't seen the movie trailers or or the fact that you know like she is obviously going to be a a, a villain here, um, you you might notice that tellingly she does not spit out the venom. I was gonna bring that up. <laughs> yeah, too. she just no. sucked on it, didn't spit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, so she once she she finishes. Maybe it was his birthday. God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she assures him that uh, you know he should be fine, and he he mulls going to the hospital. But then she she kind of makes a little amputation joke, at, at which he he kind of gets after a second there. Um, then she convinces him to have have some brandy, and uh, asks why he was there, and uh, he says that you know. He saw the light, thought that there was a burglary in process, and uh, that a suspicious car was spotted. And then she's just like, oh, yeah, I change my car as often as a snake sheds its skin. Uh, There will be a lot of snake talk (laughs) through the rest of the movie. (laughs) And she she just looks into the camera (laughs) for five seconds. (laughs) I'm surprised no one did look directly. Well, I guess a little bit at the end, but there isn't really any. There's uh, there's no big spikes here, yeah. But. um, so, yeah, she, er, Ernie basically says, oh, you know, they, they weren't expecting her back until the spring. And, uh, she asks about who reported her. And, uh, Ernie immediately is just tells her all of the, the details about Mary and Angus. And, uh, they start talking about the search party and how the watch was found in the cavern. And, uh, so, so Sylvia kind of gets brought up to, to speed on the, the plot that she isn't involved in here. And, uh, so we jump to the next day where Sylvia goes to the bed and breakfast and, uh, takes a look at Angus's hole and, uh, seems pleased about what, what he's unearthed. 
And then uh, she kind of prowls around their house. Like, she calls out to anyone, gets the idea that no one's home, and then she starts starts prowling around. Uh, we get kind of some suspenseful music playing as she checks also, doors. Also, when she's in the kitchen, does any, did anyone else notice there's, like, a random picture of a goat? I did not. Is there, like, a framed goat picture? <laughs> there's a framed goat picture. Oh. Like, it's, you know, they're in the country. They have family goat pets. I don't yeah. know. Their their beloved family. It was like Bessie's best friend goat. Also probably buried in the backyard. Probably. Also probably like a seven foot snake thing instead of a goat. Yeah. I remember that goat. <laughs> Never had to mow the lawn for all those years. <laughs> uh, so the... Uh, also, how fucking tall is she? Because she's like ducking to get into the doorways. <laughs> like I get again. this a bit you can add on with the heels, but holy fuck. Yeah. Yeah. But and her, few... her heels are impressive throughout yeah. this film. But... but people who were shorter back then, because I feel like mm-hmm. the that's oh, like a really like old, old house. Yeah, yeah, really old yeah. house. I feel like maybe people were just hobbits back then. Yeah. So she, uh, yeah, she she nosies around until she finally comes across the skull in Angus's room, and then she does she she kind of goes on her knees and does like a, a like a nice little like slither up to it almost as as much of a <laughs> as a human can slither I guess. Um... And she she kind of touches on it and then decides to uh, to to steal it, and she she like she like kind of like you could hear the leather like the leather gloves just like creaking as she mm. like just grasps yeah. at it. Pretty fun perspective shot yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. The way they did it, it was almost kind of done the way like a three D movie. The way it was like the way she was sort of coming into the the mm-hmm. the, the scene and the skull in the foreground and stuff. So yeah. I liked all that stuff. Yeah, it was it was a, a nice nice shot for sure. Then we get a monster, our monster reveal. Yeah. And, and like, just out of nowhere. So the the scene goes to the hallway where there's a crucifix hanging on the wall. It's, like, it's more like a, not really a close-up, but, like, it's, like, a close-up shot. So you don't really see her mm-hmm. or, like, really the room. It's just, like, a crucifix on a wall. And then she just comes she, in frame yeah. with, like, her giant snake teeth. And then, like, she's, like, yeah, yeah, and she she does a nice little, like, spit some spit venom on it. venom on it, yeah. seen in a movie just because she's by herself we're still so early into the film mm-hmm. and it was so unneeded i guess from from her perspective or like i don't know it was it, it struck me so odd i've never seen anything quite like it I, oh, the, the, the monster reveal came just because she was fucking petty she was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 so it was it, it really got me because i was not expecting it at all um then uh so she she leaves uh she look trying her best to to look ultra suspicious getting in her car looking both ways with her big sunglasses on with a skull underneath her I arm know. it was fantastic um man just everything she fucking wears because she's wearing so like these like was she i think she was wearing like a 
fur coat and mm-hmm. like she had like a kerchief kind of th- your kerchief thing over yeah her head. over yeah. covering her hair and she's wearing the sunglasses and i was like oh mm-hmm. my god it's just real kind of old school debutante look mm. there right like like the the ones where it's just like oh i'm, I'm going out on the town but i i couldn't possibly be noticed by the common folk so i'm gonna, I'm yep. gonna but i'm still gonna wear this massive fur coat like i'm yeah. still gonna be as ostentatious as i can man yeah she she is looks fantastic throughout this entire movie um so then uh yeah she as she drives away um james is driving back with eve uh his car might be even more beautiful than her car and uh it's that kind of that classic like long uh long hood like i don't even know what to call it i'm so bad with cars but it's it's a very old style beautiful kind of 30s 40s look i think for this car i don't know oh yeah it's that it's like that town car like mm-hmm. floorboards like gangsters hanging on the yeah, side firing Tommy guns looking yeah there. yeah, yeah I, I can't remember the names of them but no and uh so we they they come back to an empty house um james goes to to look at the hole eve finds a note and this is a note written by mary basically just telling eve you know why what they're up to and the, the about the watch and that they're doing that uh james comes in here with a hell of a line the uh i love mr flint's hole it's rather fascinating (laughs) yeah because i feel like there's like some like underlying maybe because i'm trying to like make it as queer as possible but like there is there's something between those two just just trying to like will the fan fiction into into existence so it's already there you go looking for it i don't want to write this myself yeah (laughs) Um. i will yeah (laughs) Do we talk about Hugh Grant's fucking unibrow yet? I can't remember okay. if we did no, on mic or not. Okay. But also, Peter Capaldi has a unibrow. Yes, yeah, I didn't notice until the very end yeah. uh, that he did as well. But yeah, Hugh Grant uh, really rocking a full mm-hmm. dark unibrow, uh, which is surprising considering how much other, like, kind of. Uh, like lord sissy lord shit that he does yes <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of weird that he it, we didn't have a scene where he is fucking plucking his eyebrows in this movie well um let's see here oh my god he's done so much both both him and capaldi have have this this unibrow thing going on and i don't know if it was a choice or if they just they showed up like that and it was a it was a happy coincidence but it's it's so odd and i i it would have been the easiest thing in the world for them like because they're i think it's like the austin powers rules like he has bad teeth but he's still a sex symbol it's like okay, hey, yeah. hugh grant's still it's not I really still, yeah it's not knock, knocking him down too many points no. it's just no, a weird I mean, thing to not take care of well i'm looking at like images because right before layer the white worm he was in maurice which is uh, another one of his big like movies and it's investigating where how far back does the unibrow go you know what he does have a bit of a unibrow in okay. maurice but it's not as noticeable because i feel like maybe they're just like oh we'll just pluck 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 but i feel like ken russell's like no it's fucking fine <laughs> you fucking cunt i'm not shaving your fucking <laughs> yeah. unibrow look like a cunt cunt <laughs> fuck you <laughs> <laughs> I just get just progressively more and more drunk. Yeah. Uh, and now I, I want him to have a vision and the the pen the markers is dick. Oh my god. 
I cannot wait for that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the visions are going to take vision. up a lot of this show. The yeah. one right fucking now. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. So they're 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 downstairs right now. Um. So Eve tells him about the watch and, and the search party, um, and the Stone Rig Cavern. Uh, to which he replies, "Only nut nutty potholes go down there," uh, which I, I assume refers to like spelunkers. Um. He uh, he offers to, to drive her in case she wants to go, uh, but she says there's no point. They, they'd be done by the time she get there kind of thing. And um, so he he she says she's going to have a lie down. He uh, makes a quip about being tired and, and uh, that uh, she kept him up all night. And then in like kind of human parentheses does like a like leans in and says dancing like my God type I can't of thing. I believe you kept me up all night. Dancing. dancing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then uh, he he grabs a oh, he grabs a carrot uh, from from the thing and starts eating it Bugs Bunny style just just kind of munching on it and this immediately made me love the character a, a thousand times more because I think I am the only other human in the world that eats carrots that way like that is how I eat carrots I have one with my lunch every day and I just I just eat well famously carrot. Bugs Bunny is your hero yeah yes so yeah <laughs> yeah yeah. Um... Yeah, because I think I remember like the very first year. Yeah, we yeah, we, we we sat down, we were like chatting, and then yeah. you brought out like a sandwich and like a carrot. Yep. Yeah, a large carrot. And I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Just go, just going right to town. Yeah, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 That's, that's how I eat carrots. Do you so. shave it or do you just wash it? I just wash it. Yeah, that's that's give it a rinse. I think yeah. shaving at carrots is stupid. Same with peeling. I don't peel potatoes. No. Or no, shave I don't carrots. do that. I, I, I cook all that shit. I really it. like the texture a lot of the times of like the skin of, of vegetables. So. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Same. Um. So uh, James James uh, leaves. Eve goes upstairs, and uh, as she's going by, she notices the 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 gunk on the crucifix, and uh, her her first inclination is just to be like, touches it, like she goes to kind of wipe it off, and uh, we get an incredible explosion sound effect, and then the movie reveals to us its true form, oh. its true beauty <laughs> and, yeah. and insanity, because this is the first of our dream sequences. It will not be the last. And uh, boy, oh boy, I'm probably going to need some help on this one, guys. So yeah. we get Jesus on a cross. Yeah, a uh, sexy, with, like, yeah. skinny Jesus. And, and he, uh, there's a there's a big white worm snake thing coiled around him. Mm-hmm. Which is a puppet. It's, it's moving. Him. Yes, it uh, is a puppet. Uh, yep. uh, yeah. And this is... Uh, yeah, so there's all the, there's like a, a bunch of women uh, yeah, all worshiping. Nuns, yeah. uh, the nuns, nuns worshiping yeah. or whatever yeah. at, the, uh, at this uh, scene. Uh, and it's all done with like composite layered chroma key, mm-hmm. so yes. it also looks like a Windows ninety five death <laughs> screensaver. <laughs> oh yeah, the <laughs> fire in the background is just yeah. wonderful for that. Very, it is, yeah, very yeah. PowerPoint presentation yeah. uh, shit going on here. But yeah, it is all like chroma key to, to just get this weird shit like layered on top of each other. Very almost uh, er, like Newgroundsy or early YouTube mm-hmm. like yeah. experimental fucking shit that people would make that's that's what it looks like yeah and then we get like you know i guess trigger warning like we do get to like a bunch of roman soldiers yeah, just like they just running run, they in. run it like they kind of run in from from off screen on the set here and mm. um immediately begin like tearing the clothes off and raping nuns and the nuns are all like covered in blood for some reason because the i think the romans are also like killing them i'm not sure like, there's a lot like of crucifying them yeah yeah 
And uh, so this is going on. There was some people got some strange notes for filming that day. Uh, And it's like, it almost was like they were just like, okay, do these things. We'll cut it together real fast Mm -hmm. and it'll look worse than what's actually happening. They left a couple of the long shots in because there's times where, and obviously it's terrible. It's like a gang rape. But there's like guys still in full night armor that are like on top of somebody thrusting, but there's, it's like Tommy Wiseau sex. They're like, they're way off the mark and there's about three feet between them. It's just this bizarre writhing that's going on. And and again, full, full night armor still on, which I thought was kind of weird and funny, but. And then you also get like the puppet, like chewing on Jesus. Yes. Jesus like, and to give you an idea of this puppet, it looks like the things that come, it's got like the wrinkly texture of the things that come out of the mouth of the bigger creature in Tremors. Yes. (laughs) It's kind of like that. Good comparison. The, yeah, one of the nuns, I believe is also Eve. I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah. 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 So, um, and that, that'll come up kind of later in the movie, but, uh, yeah. So the, the fire background, um, so James, uh, when we, when we cut back, James comes, comes back. Cause I think he, he hears her like screaming and writhing and, uh, it wakes her, her up from this, this nightmare and, and, uh, gets her downstairs. Um, and, uh, so she, she's there, he gets her a, like some tea. They're sitting at the table and he, he wants her to, to tell he's like you better tell me what happened kind of thing yeah but it was like when, she, when he was like helping her down she was like extremely rude she was she was yeah very, she was like, like i can get down the stairs by myself yeah i'm not an invalid yeah. like, <laughs> like okay well you, like, Fuck like you, he dude. came in thinking you probably just had a seizure like yeah. like give him give him a little bit of break here mm. but um so she tells him like about the the gunk and how she fell but she doesn't she didn't tell him like the dream sequence and then he he tells her to try harder at remembering, which is always how remembering works. Um, and so then she she starts talking about the the watch, right? She kind of she kind of rewinds a little bit, and she goes, "Well, I put the watch in my pocket," and she pulls it out, and he looks at it, and the hands of, of the watch are, have now changed to to like a, a snake hands, like the 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 minute hand is its tail, and the hour hand is its head. And he's like, "Oh, it wasn't like that before." And she she looks at it and screams, uh, and and kind of throws herself backwards and 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 gets away from the table, um, and uh, th- then she she starts to remember the the snake part of the dream, um, and she's very visibly upset telling this, and and James of course is he's got this almost like natural interest in in the, all this this stuff that that kind of grows and grows as the movie goes on, and so he asks if the snake it was white. Uh, like the one on the mosaic and the hole, and she doesn't really know what she's talking about. Um, but he he ignores her her obvious distress, and and then he's like, no no no, come come see. Like he forces her to go outside and be like, is this the snake from your traumatizing dream? <laughs> and uh, so they, they go out to the hole, and now there is a, there is a snake mosaic, uh, and it's a snake coiled around a, a, a cross, and it's that it, it's the it's the snake. So they. They go back and uh, inside to now look for the the skull. But uh, Mary and Angus kind of come back as they're snooping around. Um, and I, I got a little bit confused here because they're, they're both Mary and Angus are both annoyed because they, they you know, they, they do look quite suspicious here, like kind of pulling apart his room here. And he says, if you're looking for what I think you're looking for, I left it on the desk. 
did he mean the skull with that or was there something else did angus have like i don't know like a, like an eight ball that <laughs> somewhere that he thought he was they were they I don't, why would i stash. keep my coke under the bed you <laughs> fucking idiot <laughs> can't chop it up under the bed <laughs> fuck yeah so uh, I was a little confused with that. I, I don't know if, if either of you guys had, or, a, had a theory on that. Or I think he, it was the skull. skull okay. yeah. um, but yeah, it just seemed like they or didn't maybe. know what to write to tell them to say mm-hmm. in catching them. Because, yeah, it's all kind of quickly dismissed. Hugh Grant is like, well, I'm out of here. And yeah. le- it leaves without really explaining yeah. themselves. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So they, they come back and... Um, both Angus and Mary um, have the classic, like, dirty face of, of been, you know, digging around somewhere or, or look like they have in the movies type of thing. Or like, yeah, in a play. In a play. I, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, like, I was like, <laughs> oh, we got five seconds. Smudge, smudge, smudge. No, 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 say You're good. <laughs> I, you just imagine, like, um, Ken Russell's like, uh, just... He just picks up like some actual dirt, and just, like, <laughs> just smashes it yeah, on their face, just throws it, just <laughs> throwing it at them. Yeah, yeah. I love this this thing we're running with of just drunk Ken Russell like coming up with things to do in this movie. Yep. Because uh, as the movie goes on, clearly some decisions were made on the day <laughs> yes. for oh, certain yeah. things. Uh, but yeah, very very much just yeah, Simbud with with mm-hmm. the dirt and. <laughs> <laughs> Did it take you a second there? That's yeah, a, yeah, it's a grenade a joke. That's Gotta pull one. the pin and wait one, for that yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> they, um, yeah, James, James kind of fucks off immediately here, but uh, they're they're like, aren't you going to ask us about the the how it went? And James is like, I, I can tell by the, the looks on your faces, kind of thing that you know. Uh, so they they clearly didn't have any success. They didn't find anything, and they uh, they. Uh, Angus, um, you know, once he leaves, Angus gives uh, Eve a, a shot of something, probably just like some whiskey or something. He has a flask with him uh, most times. So and then uh, she she begins to tell them the story. But we we cut away so that we don't have to hear it again. And uh, now we meet poor, poor Kevin. Kevin is a young man walking through the rain. So it's, it starts to rain just as James leaves. And, and you see James car drive by him and uh, he's trying to hitchhike his way to a local youth hostel. And it looks like he is either uh, like a boy scout or was in the scouts at some point. Cause he's got the scout hat with the little fleur-de-lis, which is kind of your, your international scouting sign. And he uh, he's going by and he, he meets Sylvia, who is in her car. And um, he, he goes up and taps on the glass and she's just parked uh, by the side of the road. So Sylvia rolls down the window, tells him that she is snake watching. And that uh, with the weather being as it is, you know, she's not, she's not likely to to see much today. Uh, this is very clearly a normal human thing to do. And Kevin doesn't give it another thought, certainly. But uh, Sylvia offers to give him a lift. And, uh, you know, he's, he's very grateful to be out of the rain. Um, he gets in the car. And she just drives before he even oh, yeah. is in the car. That's like a common theme. Whenever someone gets in the car, they just drive. They just drive, yeah. Very busy people yeah. here Very in busy. rural England. And uh, so <laughs> Kevin, she she immediately starts in on Kevin as, as soon as he gets in the car type of thing. Uh, she asks him like what, what he thinks of the music that she's playing. Because uh, he says it's, it's it's a great sound system that she has, and he's like, "Oh, I'm not not into this." Guy. And he calls it kind of like banging music, 
Um, to which she replies, uh, I'll show you some banging. Yeah, are you into any sort of banging? Uh, Kevin, though, is, is delightfully oblivious to this, which I really enjoyed. Um, but then she offers to take him back to her place. And, uh, the camera really likes to look at her, her legs in the car here. Oh my God. She's got, um, I I don't know what they're called. Like garters. It's a garter. Thank you. Yeah. And it's kind of visible, um, like the, the, where the garter connects, uh, to, to her underwear. And also, yeah, the, the I'd probably lovingly. be like one of those murdered people because if a, if, a, if a very attractive woman like just drives up and asks, offers me a drive. You, you, you're saying that you're going to get like you're, skinned you're, alive or something? Yeah. yeah <laughs> it's yeah. just going to happen. It's just going to yeah, happen. Yeah. I mean, hell, I know the plot of this movie. I'd still think about it if she pulled up. I'd just be like, hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Sacrifice hmm. to the Baroness. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Well, <laughs> there are worse ways to go, probably. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So she, he basically, Sylvia basically insists by saying that that you know he should dry off and and uh, uh, you know that they'll, 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 there's plenty of time to get to the hostel, and uh, then in in our very very next scene here. They're playing uh, snakes and ladders on a on a bed of pillows by Sylvia's fireplace, and uh, it's a really nice set of snakes and ladders. Like yeah. I want this set; it's gorgeous. I, I something tells me they made it for the movie because there's like a big, big white, white snake. The white snake yeah. like, looks like it. It's in yeah. the same shape as on the mosaic, which is yeah. pretty uh, funny. But yeah, weird snakes and ladders seduction. It's uh, yeah, but also like. Uh, strangely upsetting for how silly and weird it is because he is supposed to be like a kid basically that she it seems to be seducing yeah. and she's oh, like she, well let's yeah. play the easiest board game known yeah. to man well she she's probably got the measure of kevin at this point and she's like okay what can what's what what can't he fuck up here and it's it's probably snakes and ladders um but she's yeah, also her, wearing like lingerie yeah, her outfit because it is full-on lingerie yeah lingerie like black yeah. like bra and Underwear plus like this like sh- sheer um like feather robe yeah robe yeah. and then she's wearing like boot like leather boots that go straight up mm-hmm. past like almost to where her hips are yeah it's a it's a look it's a real look oh my god and what I love about this this entire scene so like she could. Again, you can't come on stronger than this other than to actually, like, jump on top of him. Kevin, like, she's there, like, she's lounging seductively. Kevin is complaining that he's hungry at this point. And I'm thinking about, like, Kevin's probably, like, 15, 16-year-old. If if I was, if that had been me, if it had been young Nathan there, I would have been vibrating. Like, (laughs) legitimately shaking out of nervous excitement. Yeah. I would not have been able to form words. Yeah. So when when Kevin did that, I was just like, I'm not sure Kevin's on the team you think Kevin's on, Sylvia, because he was he's so nonchalant about it, <laughs> and he's just like, oh yeah, I'm kind of hungry. I think that I, I I think it does at least track because it is common for uh, young people to be like, well, I gotta play it cool, uh, otherwise I'm gonna fuck up my chances. Yeah. Uh, with this girl I'm spending all my time with, who who, who I don't know if she likes me, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. So uh, I can I guess at least buy that a little bit. But yeah, dude is a fucking dumbass. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so, um, 
yeah so sylvia sylvia gets up to put on some music uh and this is where kevin uh maybe <laughs> maybe to, to show her i don't his, know how i forgot about yeah. this happening holy shit <laughs> to show her you know that that he is a man of many talents uh gets out his harmonica and starts to play and the look on her face yeah it just, it, that she just drops the she vinyl drops the cd yeah and and she she looks over and starts doing this this it's a dance i i don't i wish i could explain this this is one of those parts where i i do hope you've watched this movie <laughs> um she she does kind of a, a a neat little dance over to him and uh kind of snatches away his harmonica as soon as he he stops playing and says that the the music that music freaks her out yeah. She she kind of puts it she puts it high on I on the mantelpiece. What piece. we're supposed to infer from this is that she was being charmed mm-hmm. as a snake would, uh, and yeah. had to break through the snake charm to smack the rock oh, away, oh, kind of thing. Me too. Dinner won't be long. Meantime, let's have some music, eh? And again, that is a theme that we will see more and more as this movie goes on. Uh, But uh, it's uh, now it's bath time for Kevin because she she says, you know, you know, it's he definitely needs a bath. And uh, she's standing over him at this point, kind of like like legs between where he's lying down. And I think he's finally starting to get it at this point. It's it's finally starting to, to penetrate his brain a little bit. But she has like a loofah sort of deal. And she's like not even like fully like washing his back. She's just like oh, almost yeah. like petting him. Yeah, with yeah. Him. more, more like she's applying bubbles. Yeah, <laughs> she's just like. Yeah, when we get to the most opulent bath I have ever seen. Cause this this bathroom I love her so place. It's like, it's like a mix yeah. of like that classic English manner. But also there's like a bunch of like 80s like modern modern yeah. like opulence to it and i love it it's oh yeah everything about her her place it's just yeah it it's so good yeah. and i keep saying this in different like episodes but she just serves so much god she does <laughs> it's like it, you know like i think this is probably the last episode where i'm gonna say this because like it's starting Retire to look like cuck. <laughs> yeah yeah it's uh i haven't said cuck in a while it's been a minute. It's been a minute. <laughs> yeah, it's a, a fantastic. Uh, it's a fantastic scenery for 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 this because again, like she is again lounging here, uh, and and very lazily washing his back with a loofah, and and kind of saying, you know, again, she's she's going with this laying it on thick, right, saying that, you know, she bets his girlfriend doesn't doesn't do this for him. And then he immediately makes it about his mom, which is My really mom doesn't even do this for me. <laughs> and oh, uh, yeah, I've seen this porn. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so she 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 makes a little quip about I remind you of your mother, and she's he's like, oh no no no, just like in the way that you're so kind, right? And uh, and she tells him to stand up, which he is uh, not comfortable with, but 
stand up and she's just like, oh, you know, don't worry, I won't bite, uh, which is a lie, filthy she, lie. Yeah, she's gonna bite. Yeah, yeah. and bite uh, that dick. <laughs> so after she soaps it up, which yeah. I can't imagine was pleasant. Yeah, the, yeah I mean, soap, get a real soapy penis in your mouth. Yeah, the the camera kind of it, it zooms in on Kevin's face because it, it seems to us, it, you know, it wants us to think, oh, you know, Sylvia's gonna go go a little downtown here. And, you know, he starts to do that kind of, like, that, that cartoonish, like, eye roll, like, you know, uh, we're starting to, to get to, to an ecstasy here. And, uh, of course, though, this was a lie because she rears up with her big teeth and, uh, and bites him somewhere. I'm hoping for poor Kevin's sake she didn't bite him in the dick, but she may have bit him in the dick. I think I she bit him in the you dick. You think she bit him in the dick? Yeah. Yeah. She, um, so she, uh, you know, and this is where the, the ruse, of course, falls. Uh, Kevin slides back into the bath because he has become paralyzed from from her venom. Uh, and now she she has a great scene where she gloats about it, um, tells him that she, he will die so that uh, God may live. And this is where we are introduced to her God, Dionin. And she uh, she starts in on this fantastic monologue. Uh, and and as it reaches its its crescendo of her her talking about the this wonderful god of hers, she's holding the skull that she stole from from Angus over her head, and we get the absolute most fun I had a comedic a good comedic bit that this movie does, where she's holding it over her head with like a the Kevin like paralyzed below her, and then she the doorbell rings. <laughs> Shit. Shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. And then she kind of chastises herself. She's like, I should have remembered to turn the lights off, you know. And uh, she's like, oh, well, I guess you got lucky, kind of, Kevin. And uh, so she she has to, to be careful here. So she just pushes his yeah. head under the water uh, in a great murder scene. I loved that. Like, mm. it, it was it was a very well done. Mm. Yeah. Because uh, she does it kind of slowly, and it's, it's yeah. very good. Um, we are oh we're just over an hour so guess what it's break time when we come back uh sylvia meets james in uh, a very normal scene do you like stabbing the stand with a hunting knife while side-eyeing the wife of your stocky do you like sabotaging water slides to avenge your son have you or any of your co-workers incited criminal arson upon your person are you torn between two worlds e.g. the life of a lawyer and that of a lifeguard? Then we implore you to listen to these curated clips. Take her under your wing. Guide her. Show her the way. See, the great lady's always been my mistress. Trevor Cole, shark fighter and virgin converter. Hey, you'll pass up one victim for another one. Not in my water or anywhere. You got that? Craig, why are you doing this to me? Damn it, now stop it! The poem? Tell me the poem. Like what? Like a power ski, man. If any of this or that was appealing to you, then you might be Baywatched. Welcome back. Before we get to our next scene here with James and Sylvia, I wanted to share something with you guys because now that we've met our snake god, the snake god plays an important part in this movie, I kind of wanted to go and see what were some fun snake gods in history? Because, I mean, our, you know, uh, the the monotheistic nature of uh, modern religion is kind of boring because God's always just like, oh, it's a dude with a beard, right? Um, so the best one I found was the rainbow snake. 
and this is uh, Australia's Creation Serpent. And now it's actually uh, the rain. They call it they call it the Rainbow Serpent, but it's a blanket term that anthropologists use because they were all over Australia when they were speaking with indigenous peoples. They got uh, a bunch of similar but not the same uh, tales about uh, this this snake. And uh, apparently it's uh, a giant snake that wasn't just the creator of the world, but created life itself. And um, so in indigenous culture, it's, it is seen as, as kind of the, um, the, the God, like the, the greatest of, of the, the, the gods, uh, because it not only, yeah, it created both uh, life and the world. Um, but a fun thing about it is it's viewed as um, masculine, feminine, and neither all at the same time. Like it's so yeah, it's sort of like our our, our worm in the story here. So uh, I just wanted to share that with you guys because it's um, it's kind of neat. Nice. Yeah. Um, but now getting back on track, Sylvia goes to answer the door, and she is met with James. Now James has uh, come over in his best uh, Royal Air Force outfit. Um. I guess that's what he thought was most appropriate. Uh, I couldn't make heads or tails of why he's dressed like this. I was like, is he a pilot? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's almost like a Prince Harry. Is it Harry? Yeah. I yeah, think Prince Harry served. sort of yeah. like esque where, you know, his father served the military. He's going to serve the military, you know. Yeah. Keep it in line for, I don't know. I, but I, not really do any military service. <laughs> I think it's just like a fancy uniform because he is a lord. Yeah. And uh, so this this might be what he wears when he wants to impress women, which was, was kind of my thought about it. Um, so the uh, so she she invites him in. Um, James kind of talks about it. It's weird. They haven't met. And uh, and. She's like, oh, it's not that weird. You know, I go away for the winter. You, uh, you're uh, abroad all the time. And James is like, oh, well, you know, that'll be changing because I've, I've inherited this, this estate from my father who is now super dead. And, uh, they come into the fireplace room, which I'm going to call it because all of the rooms in Sylvia's house seem to have one thing in them. And, and that's kind of it. Yeah, that's why I think the bathroom stood out so much because mm. everything is uncovered where there's so many rooms of just like white sheets over the furniture yeah. and, and large kind of cavernous rooms with nothing going on. And uh, so they, uh, she uh, she gets him there and uh, they they lie down on the on the pillows to talk. Um, she well, she pretends just that, before they lie yeah. down. We just we'll continue from there. But just before they lie down, when he notices the snakes, snakes and ladders, like, she's like, "Snakes and ladders are my passion. It's <laughs> <laughs> my passion." All right. Name your poison. Well, I'll join you in a small glass of brandy, if I may. <laughs> Do you have children? Only when there are no men around. <laughs> Some people enjoy playing themselves at cards or even chess. My passion is snakes and ladders. Playing with oneself can't be much fun, surely. Depends on who's around in the way of a partner. Fancy a game? Uh, no, thanks. I think I've had enough of snakes for one week. Cheers. Cheers. I, I'd be out of there if someone said <laughs> that to me. I would just be like, oh, 
you're a special needs person. <laughs> I can't have sex with you. <laughs> I'm sorry. This oh is confusing to me. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I... Imagine a game where you you have no control over what happens, right? You're just rolling dice and yeah. seeing yeah. where you move. But that that is her, yeah, that is her passion. The the the, the conceit of the the following scene here with with Sylvia's contradictions and and everything to is just everything. the weirdest shit imaginable. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm. I'm we'll go through what they 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 kind of talk about here because it gets wild. Uh, they st- they start off talking about uh, Ernie. Um, and then that the, uh, and that, that's how James knew that she was, she was back. That, that's a terrible name for a cop, apparently. It's, yes, it's a bad name for a cop. Um, uh, and then they, they talk about, uh, Mary and Eve's parents, uh, their, their disappearance and that, uh, she, or that the, the watch was found in the cave. Now, Sylvia makes what I thought was a pretty good joke here, uh, to lose one's parent, to lose one parent may be regarded as a misfortune. To lose two may be regarded as uh, carelessness, which I thought was, yeah, you, just, you, you lost them. Like, how did you lose two parents? Uh, James doesn't think it's so funny, though. And, um, you know, it's just that, that classic, like, aristocratic, oh, that was inappropriate. I should I should leave now. Uh, but he, he gets up, and then she sees this and, and just kind of goes a little off the chain here because she, she immediately puts on this this kind of sadness act and pretends that that she's afraid of snakes and that the the events of the last two days have weighed heavily upon her, Ernie's snake bite and and this whole thing with the the Trent girls, uh yeah so she pretends that she's deathly afraid of snakes because she was bitten and she was in a coma for ten days as a child. So she plays snakes and ladders. So she plays yeah. in an attempt in an attempt to understand her fear. Or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, because he catches her in the contradiction of, of the whole snakes and ladders things. And, and at first she's just like, oh, I don't know why she plays it. And then she offers, yeah, she offers that, oh, like, yeah, as, as a way to deal with my my underlying snake issues. And and James... I tried to watch Raiders of the Lost Ark to find a kindred soul, <laughs> but I just couldn't make it past that scene. Oh, my... You know the one. God. Uh, the, uh... James offers uh, to, to help her... Uh, by ma- by making her face her fears, which is it's definitely a fun way to offer to help someone with their fears. Probably the funnest for for you as the helper. You're just Not like, okay, so much you, you with don't like the spiders, help-y. right? Okay, yeah. well, I got this this jar full of spiders. Yeah. I'm gonna pour them on you, and I will be there for you. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Yeah, just a trap door, and yeah. snake pit, <laughs> snake like pit. fucking uh, uh, and jackass. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, so, um. So she she says that, that you know that's what what she thought she was doing with the game, and then she she kind of dramatically goes over to it and, and throws it in the fire. Okay, now I'm gonna need some help with this next one because she watches it burn, and says Rosebud. That's from Orson Welles. That is yeah, it's yeah. from Citizen Kane. Yeah, right? yeah, it's from Citizen Kane because like he that's that's his um his sled. It's his sled. Yeah, and people are like, oh, what does it mean? I'm like, it's his sled, Rosebud. That made me laugh my yeah. fucking ass off because I was it's not of ex- nothing. Yeah, I was not expecting that. Like maybe that was like fucking ad lib by her. Like she just saw that and took it. Just took the chance. And- it, yeah, I would wager that she has a gross misunderstanding of that movie as well because it doesn't even really line up with 
what is happening yeah, in Citizen Kane. Yeah, because isn't Kane? it Kane? Isn't he on his deathbed? And he yeah, he's Rosebud? already dead. And he oh, says okay. Rose. Well, he says Rosebud on his deathbed. It's the yeah. last thing he says. And at the after everyone spends the whole movie trying to figure out what it is, at the end of the movie when they're just tearing down Xanadu, the place that he had, they're just throwing stuff into a fire, and you see the sled get thrown into the fire, and it says Rosebud on it. So it okay. doesn't even really thematically match up of her <laughs> Maybe... discarding her snakes and ladders board, <laughs> <laughs> and they being like. Rosebud, like that, ju- it just feels like someone who maybe heard of Citizen Kane well, and was like, "This is poignant." <laughs> could be like that, but it could be like sort of like, you know, snakes and ladders. It's a child's game. Um, yeah. Sleds, like almost like a child's thing. So she's getting some rid of something that's like childish or mm. kind of releasing that. But maybe just the act of burning something that's like related to childhood just. Yeah, and it, it could be, I mean, it could just be her, like, making a funny, right? Like, I think, it, yeah, it's yeah. just her and, and, being Because, like... I mean, she does have a, like, the character Sylvia does have a sense of humor, obviously. Um, so, and, because and, uh, James doesn't really get it, and I, I didn't really get it at first, but I also forgot about the sled in the fire See, because I remember the sled itself was broken, yeah. but I forgot it does get burned, so that does yeah. make a little connection there, I guess. Um. Then she says she she's tired and, and you know James will have to go and uh, James is like well I'd like to see you again and uh, she uh, she gives him a, a nice friendly neighborly kiss yeah right on the um, mouth she's super sexy but mm-hmm. the complete contradiction of everything that she says is like a huge red flag oh oh it's a yeah it's yeah. a massive red flag yeah uh, so yeah we we get a shot of James driving away there and then. Uh, we're we're back at uh, James's estate, and he's talking to Mary on speakerphone as he watches a very old timey video about uh, a, like a, a worm turning into a, a a butterfly. Like a, it, it's it's all done very like nineteen twenties style, uh, um, kind of very just old timey. I, I don't even know how to explain it properly. Uh, he he goes uh, so that yeah. He, he basically wanted Mary, you know, to to check on Eve, but uh, they have a little talk, and then he goes to bed while staring at a painting, and this is a painting of his forefather, uh, John, uh, and he is a knight, and he is uh, slaying the uh, Dampton worm, and the worm is outside of a cave, which will uh, look very, very familiar to anyone who watched the opening credits. Because it is very clearly Stone Rig Cave, but it's going to take James some time and uh, a hell of a uh, dream sequence to <laughs> figure this out. I love the start of this dream sequence where he's walking into the painting, he, and he's in his fucking like little uniform that he had <laughs> yeah, on. He looks, looks like Mister Conductor. Uh, he looks like Mister Conductor from Shining Time Station because of the way he's like super composited onto the painting as well. It just from behind, it's like, no, nah, this is this is Mister Conductor. <laughs> George Carlin or Ringo Starr, depending on where you lived. <laughs> so, all right, let's 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 get into this because this is uh, this is a little bit wild. So he uh, he walks into the the cavern in the painting. There is a plane there in the darkness, and it's it's not a military plane; it's just like a civilian plane. And he uh, we see the the kind of the door open. Now Sylvia is there as a uh, stewardess. Uh, and so are the Trent girls, Mary and Eve. And so he he gets inside and the whole thing kind of jumps around like a dream a little bit where, you know, he just he happens to be in a place. And um, so he's there. He's sitting kind of in a, a luxury part of the plane that has kind of like a couch that he's he's sitting on. 
they he's he picks up a newspaper and starts doing a crossword but the crossword is also like a connect the dots and it's got a snake in the middle of it i would argue it's only a connect the it's dots. really only it's a connect the dots dropped into the middle of a crossword for some reason mm-hmm. there's all the only thing we hear is music yes. there's no sound effects no. uh in this scene which is pretty fun yeah uh but yeah him fucking try doing the connect the dots and then at the, it's very obviously a snake the whole time, and then at the end when he finishes it, it's like, what? What did you expect? <laughs> also, like, look at the cover of it. Connect the connect the dots that are only snakes is the, like the name of it. I'm like, oh, fuck. I should have seen this coming. Uh, so while he's while he's filling this in, we we watch as uh, yeah the 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 stewardess go around and, and and do various things so so mary is doing like the in-flight safety thing um sylvia is attending to two catatonic passengers that are kind of opposite him and uh she's she's kind of force feeding them this this liquid those are the parents and those yeah. are the parents yeah, yeah. I think so we saw is... a picture of them prior oh we to did. did yeah, yeah. yeah. sorry so, angus because so, I, I, yeah. I knew at that time yeah so yeah angus looks at a, a, a picture of of the parents while uh pc ernie is talking to mary and uh, so, yeah, so this is, the, uh, of course, the mis- missing Trent parents. And so he when he finishes filling in the snake, uh, Sylvia, she's she's got a glass and she sits down suggestively on his arm. We get another garter shot of, of that part they, of the leg again. Ken Russell loves those garters. Oh, yeah. Um, well, if it got it, it got him going in the car scene, it'll get him going again. Oh, yeah. Or, you know, maybe just likes legs. He might he might be a leg guy. Yeah. yeah. So fucking show me your show me your pantyhose suspenders again. Show me the you know what I'm talking about. Did you did you get that? Get it again. Shoot it again. Another take. Keep rolling. Fucking fucking I like those pantyhose suspenders. <laughs> so she uh she offers him a, a, a drink of green liquid. And he's uh, like and, and he, he was like, No, and then yeah, he, he shakes his head. Yeah, and then you find out that he's like strapped in. Yeah, there's and it's just a seatbelt. Yeah, like somehow his arms and his legs are. are, are you you there. can it, it looks like it's loose enough that you can you can get your could arm easily out. get yeah, your arm It's out. that dream logic. Yeah, where you're yeah. Like punching underwater. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. And he uh, he is he is saved by uh, Eve, who is also a stewardess, and uh, she comes and 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 grabs the 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 drink. And, and her and um, Sylvia are, are kind of uh, pulling it back and forth. And then they uh, start to wrestle on the, the floor of the plane. And my God, this really, really this. So the the mark. But it's so sexy. It's it's not. not it's the most awkward fight. Yes. It's yeah. so fucking and then hilarious. You have, like, uh, he's Two like, people who can't fight at no. all. Yeah. Try. <laughs> They're just like you know, just rolling around. But you have like um, the the pen like open. It's like mm-hmm. a red marker, so it's like almost like a red rocket going yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we keep cutting to this as it as it gets like higher and higher. And it's James is just holding it down by his crotch. It could not be more obvious and more unnecessary. Phallic symbol, phallic symbol. Yeah, yeah. Phallic it's like Jesus. something, something phallic symbol, something, yeah. something, something. Yeah. Um, but it's 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 wild. So. Suddenly, we, we we cut away from 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 this as uh, the their their father uh, gets up uh, from his seat and he, he walks away, 
And then there is a sexy leg beckoning James that he he sees just kind of in the other part of the plane, and it's, it's just there are two him. sexy there's legs. Two, there's two, sorry, there's legs, two yeah. sexy legs. Is, is there one on either side? Yes. Okay, yeah. sorry. The two sexy legs fighting for James's attention, but luckily James has come to a place of enlightenment, uh, and that leads him off of the plane and uh, into Stone Ridge Cavern. Stone Ridge Cavern before hose. <laughs> he uh where he finds the the pocket watch on the ground um and uh it looks it looks like he is coming to some kind of uh knowledge here but he is awoken by his butler peter who i i have to say really doesn't seem to like him at all how the fuck is this guy not a bad guy <laughs> yeah <laughs> i feel like you know i feel like we should look at it we look at his files and his computer because like mm. the way sometimes like you'll see this coming up but it's just like he he's either s- super pissed off at james like he doesn't want to be there like he's mm-hmm. like i'm looking after this stupid like yeah this rich little snotty brat yeah know. or he's like super ex- sexually excited about something yes which considering how little screen time he has is a lot of his screen time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, man goes for some big swings <laughs> yeah. uh, with this character, and and yeah, I, I don't. I mean, obviously he was told to do it, but my god, if I ever was somewhere where someone was handling silverware in the manner to which he oh, is, just clang clang, yeah, throwing it around, yeah, might as well just pick it up, shake it. Yeah, it was also like obnoxious. I'm like, I would be like Jeeves. I was too in my sex dreams. You just fucking woke me up. You know, yeah. like sometimes like you're having a dream, like sometimes give you like a sexy dream mm. and you're like, you're almost getting to the good part. And then you just wake up. Oh yeah. And you're just like, no, no, take no, me back. Put me back in. Take me back. Take me back. Well, when we were away, I don't think I said this on the, on another episode, but uh, when we were away uh, doing work, hockey, filming, uh, the other guy was in the hotel room with his alarm was the the Apple like, oh, like God, fucking yeah. alarm and it would go off like five minutes before mine and I literally was having a dream that I, I can't recall but the concept of it was like we're just trying to figure out what this thing is and it got to a point where it's like the answer's on the other side of this door and it was literally the reaching for the door then waking up to that and then like just in a panic, grabbing my own phone, like I could stop it and just be like, "Oh, it's so loud, <laughs> crazy! Oh God, no! <laughs> oh my God! Oh, yeah! I nothing, nothing will cock block you harder than your subconscious. Yeah, it's it's tough. Um, so yeah, the Peter is uh, is clumsily setting up his breakfast for the morning. Uh, James's breakfast. And, and seems to be kind of clanking around loudly on purpose. Uh, and it, because obviously, like, this guy was his father's servant, I think, that he inherited. And uh, so, yeah, you get the sense that he's he's not super thrilled to be serving him. Um, and it was all for naught, too, because James isn't even interested in breakfast. He just wants coffee in the newspaper. Uh, so he looks at the newspaper and uh, realizes, because there's a picture of the search party uh, with Stone Rig in the background on the, the front cover that the 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 same cavern as in in his painting and uh peter kind of gives it like peter's like are you really this dense like not not in words but like and he's right to do so like yeah it's like oh this fucking painting 
that, that you mean that's of something around here? Wow. Like, the, <laughs> it's like what? where the yeah. fuck were you for yeah. like all of no, your all life? All paintings all original. No one ever <laughs> no one ever painted a landscape before. Yeah. We don't do that shit. I can go look at it. I don't need a painting of it. <laughs> yeah. Fucking hack. <laughs> uh so Yeah, there there's this this great this great revelatory moment for for James here. And then later on, uh, we uh, we see uh, the the crew, the four of them, in a, a jeep. And James has brought everyone, so the the girls and Angus, back to Stonerig to to check it out again. Uh, Ang- Angus is super annoyed and pissy about this because he just did this yesterday. And he really just wants to play around in his hole some more. And he, he really, <laughs> yeah, there's nothing here. <laughs> but, well, uh, play um, around with this hole wherever they filmed this i did look and there was they just kind of gave a loose area uh stat for shire wherever they filmed this uh cave is pretty fucking cool uh because that is a good thing about older movies there's uh there's no cgi yeah, well the closest thing cave, we get to yeah. computer special effects are those weird dream sequences but uh very welcome uh <laughs> so when they're out uh shooting like out not on a soundstage in these real places it does look really good and that, mm-hmm. that cave was pretty sweet looking so yeah it's a cool place to film I traveled to uh, England with my family when I was a kid, and one of the things we did there was go to um, this this beautiful, beautiful cave system. So there, of course, every every cave system in England has been mapped a thousand times by when they were looking for coal um, back, kind of the height of the Industrial Revolution. And uh, so if you're if you're ever there, you can go into some just incredible caves now that are almost like museums where they'll take you down on lifts and things and, and show you the uh, uh, the kind of the inner workings of, of the caves and just some of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. And there was one room in particular that had, I don't know if it was like glow worms or there was something bioluminescent on mm-hmm. the, the ceiling. So you, you could go and turn the lights off and it looked like you were looking up at stars. It was absolutely incredible. So uh, I absolutely believe that that, that stone rig cave is just a really nice cave they've got somewhere in, in England. Another one of my fears is, like, I'm I'm a bit, like, cla- claustrophobic. Mm. Like, I can get in elevators and all that stuff. But the thought of, like, crawling into a cave, no. No. Oh, yeah, fuck that. No. Like, like the movie The Descent. Yeah, which, I mean, no. You don't even need to get to the monsters in that movie. It's fucked up when they're squeezing yeah. through stuff. Yeah. Well, one of the things I'll do when I want to uh, feel anxious for no reason is I will go on YouTube and I will look up cave disaster store- stories. Oh, my God. Because... I am also mildly claustrophobic. Um, and Well, I feel like it's like almost like that, like, sort of feel like where you're like that human mm. related, like fear. Like you're just like, oh, just being trapped. Yeah. yeah. I saw a video recently that they're training rats to find people who are trapped in, oh. under rubble or in situations like that. So it's a rat with a little backpack on. <gasps> that's going around. <laughs> Imagine you're like trying to overcome your fear of caves and get stuck in a cave and the only other thing you're more scared of is rats <laughs> and that's what has to come rescue it's, you it's like the, the rats. it's just like a sweet little rat just be like hello and then you really start <laughs> screaming yeah, yeah. <laughs> here's the thing if i'm if i'm trapped in a cave like unable to move and the f- like after a while i see a rat with a backpack i just assume that i'm hallucinating I'm at this yeah. point yeah. like i'm just like yeah. oh no like it started happening i've got the yeah. i've got the like the carbon monoxide or carbon yeah. dioxide poisoning from my own breath or something i don't know yeah something's gone wrong here um yeah I just, just pray sl- for the sweet release of death yeah 
going off from what you said, just one quick thing about you would scare yourself with cave stories is when I was younger, I was, I'm still afraid of, like, I wouldn't go into, like, the very small caves that I was obsessed with the Paris catacombs. Oh, okay. So there was this video, I don't know if it was debunked or not, but this guy, he had, like, a video camera and he was, like, walking around some parts, some um, off parts of the catacombs, you know, stuff that were, like, sectioned off because they were dangerous. And, like, there's, like, he's, I think probably because he's been down there for, like, a while, he's, like, sort of running. And then he drops the camera and he's still running. And, like, that is the most creepiest oh, yeah. um, video I've ever seen. And it's just, like, because it's full of bones. It's creepy. Mm-hmm. I love it. It's so full of bones. But you would not catch me going off exploring because, sure, it'd be like, there's more bones or there's more creepy stuff. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I don't want to. staying with the tour group? I'm staying with the tour group. Yeah, I, I remember that uh, remember that video. I think I've watched that a long time ago. I don't yeah, I don't know how that ever turned out if that was if that was proven to be a, a fake. Um, I hope not because it's super creepy and I, I want I want more super creepy things. And uh, yeah, so uh, we did. Oh, now I'm totally lost. Sorry, guys. Where were we? Uh, they're uh, just at, at the cave. Oh, yes. so this yeah. is where we're starting to get everyone sort of frustrated for a different reason, <laughs> which is pretty funny. because. Yeah. Now Hugh Grant is like, but what if there's like a fucking yeah, prehistoric full on yeah. like the like, lost yeah. world like yeah. Yeti hunting? Like. They're all done. They're just like, okay, we search this. Like he's yeah. like, everyone does not want to be there no, except, no for one wants to be there except for James. James is yeah. just like, oh, let's uh, let's check it out. And they're yeah, like, oh. Out, he points out on the map that they had found a cave drawing and he wants mm-hmm. to see it. And that's when the other girls are like, this is fucking stupid. Like, let's <laughs> yeah. just eat a sandwich and think about our missing parents. <laughs> yeah. You guys can go monster hunting. Yeah. So, and, and Angus, yeah, Angus doesn't want to uh, give him the full tour, but he, he acquiesces and they go and uh, see some, some very crude uh, cave paintings I was here. expecting it to look way better. I was yeah. thinking it was yeah. going to be closer to the mosaic, even though that mm-hmm. wouldn't necessarily make sense, but I was yeah. like, when it was a when it was a stick person with tits and a dick, I was like, <laughs> that's incredible. Yeah. And then I think when, um, after they find, find like the, cra- the cave paintings and um, they come back to see the girls, um, James says, I've heard of penis envy, but that is ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> he, uh, yeah. And, and so this is, this is where we get some more kind of like worm lore here because, Angus is is talking about kind of like the the idea of of like the her- hermaphrodite and being able to to kind of asexually reproduce and 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 things like that. And this is where we get again a, a little bit of like, well, are we going snake or are we going worm here? Uh, because they're they're talking about like how you know the worm worms still can separate and stuff, which I honestly think is a myth. I don't think that is an actual thing, not for earthworms anyway. I I know that much, but. Um, anyway, so we, yeah, he, he kind of gives us a little bit more on, on his, his various theories and stuff. And it's really funny how one dream has changed James from just like mild interest to absolutely like history channel monster hunter TV show. uh, (laughs) This would be, this would be on the mystery channel, not his, not mystery, the history channel. It it should just be called the fucking mystery channel at this point. (laughs) Yeah. Like, uh, oh, occasionally we're going to show some colorized footage of World War II, but the rest of the time it's. 
Pawn Stars and fucking yeah. storage units and shit. Yeah. And uh, so now everyone wants to go home even more. James wants to go see where the watch was found. And uh, after some arguing, they decide that uh, Angus, Mary, and James will go check that out. Where Eve will go back to the uh, the house to uh, get, I think, tea ready for their, their guests. Who you never see in the movie, but we are assumed... To, to know that they have some guests uh, staying at the bed and breakfast. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's something we forgot to mention about the guests earlier. Not that it was very important, but it did stand out to me at, at the beginning when they were like talking about how they were going to give the guests hot water Water to assage yeah they're 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 all going to the party that evening and not cooking for them but i didn't notice that it was hot water bottle i thought it was like oh we'll just give them just give them a cup of hot water that'll that'll they'll love that (laughs) so basically the same thing is just a plain tea basically (laughs) uh but uh yeah and i just found that funny the specifics that it's and it comes up a couple times so it's like oh gotta get them their hot water bottles Right. All I guess right. I guess everyone's staying here's on their period. <laughs> yeah. It's a big draw, yeah. Um so we uh we cut to Eve here and she is walking through the grove. Uh because this grove is the shortcut home to, from anywhere, from any direction. This is the shortcut back to uh to the bed and breakfast. And uh she she hears her her name being called. Um uh, kind of sing-songy from from a tree. Eve, I feel so silly. I saw a little kitten up here that couldn't get down. So I climbed up. Now it's gone, and I don't seem able to get down myself. If you could just stretch up your hand. That's it. And I'll steady myself. Thank you. You look tired, Eve. You want to rest. You're weary. Come with me. Come with me and take your ease at Temple House a while. Come with me. And this is where no Sylvia is lounging in a tree. Uh, very biblically uh, tempting Eve here. Oh, Yes. Because, like, she's a snake. Yeah, she's a snake and in Eve. the tree. And Eve, yeah. Oh, my God. I can't... To be fair, it took me to the second watching to, yeah. to, to catch that. And to be fair, I never... I didn't grow up in a religious household, so... That's that's fair. I feel like... Yeah. If, if anything, they were... The, the, the religious folk of your community were like, no, 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 beware. Yeah. Do not go to that house. Yeah. Uh, so... Yeah, Sylvia. I too did not pick up on that. Okay. I just needed to say I was away from the microphone. So back, I gotta add. Yeah, I didn't get that until you just brought it up now. But I also, yeah, feel fail to recognize religious imagery. I watched the entire movie Mother, uh, and it did not <laughs> dawn on me until I, I looked it up afterwards. <laughs> All right. Well, clearly we're gonna have to do a uh, video cult goes to Sunday school for you two. <laughs> oh God. Oh, God. <laughs> I, I, immediately the response is to take the lord's name in vain we really need to get you guys some some religious uh, uh i don't want to go to sunday yeah. school oh, well, sorry. fuck you dad <laughs> what if i condescendingly like just start reading the bible like i'm a 14 year old atheist <laughs> well leviticus said 
I don't know, something about incest or something. Probably, yeah. Probably, yeah. yeah. Now, um, yeah. So Eve, uh, Eve helps her down. Her, her, her excuse for being in this tree was that she followed a kitten up <laughs> into this tree, and now the kitten is gone, and uh, she, she can't get down. Uh, Eve gives her a very like, like just normal hand, and then Sylvia just hops down. And, I uh, think she floats down. Yeah, I don't yeah, know, the physics of this situation yeah. make no sense. No, she just she she somehow gets down, yeah, hopping down onto the wet England yeah. countryside. Yeah, those heels but, she, she'd yeah. be fucking three inches shorter. Oh my god, no! But she like like we said, like everything. Just watch the movie just mm-hmm. to see what she's wearing. Yeah, for like every almost every single yeah, scene. all of her outfits are are this is ten the red leather one or whatever. Yeah, is, it's yeah, like yeah. Uh, basically like these like boot pants. I think were I'm surprised we didn't get another garter shot while she was coming down from the tree. <laughs> Surprising. Um, now, uh, so we we get the sense here that Eve becomes hypnotized uh, because she she takes a very specific tone with Eve and is just like come along Eve kind of thing, and. Uh, the very next shot we get is uh, Sylvia uh, coming out of a tanning bed, which you know, um, in her tanning bedroom. Yeah, it's it's Again, also the only thing that's <laughs> in this room. I don't know how long she's in the tanning bed for. Like, did she just like leave in a hypnotized Eve? Just like, just like, come on, stand yeah, here. Eve, Eve seems to like, have just stood there and watched the like, whole time. She gets undressed. She gets in the tanning yeah. bed. Like this, maybe a couple hours later. Then now she's like finally like opening, doing her evil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We should mention, too, big, that she's big, very pale, so oh, yeah. the, the tanning bed doesn't seem to have the same effect on her. It's big bro energy when a guy gets a girl to come over to watch him play video games. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, like, but maybe it's, like, a sort of, like, snake sort of thing, because snakes need heat lamps. Mm-hmm. You get that? Yeah, I got that sense from it, that it was a, it was yeah. a, it was a snake callback, or call yeah. forward, or just call up, I guess. Uh, so... Sylvia uh, now gives us some some fun little exposition of her own. Uh, tells her that she is immortal and that uh, she has seen Eve before, back in Roman times, um, and, and basically gives us a sense that what Eve saw was probably some facsimile of of what happened um, back a long time ago. And uh, she, while she's doing this, Sylvia is playing with this giant phallic spike. And uh, she she orders uh, Eve to to take off her clothes and 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 come close, and uh, she she talks about her god a little bit more about Dionin. She says that uh, Dionin likes virgins, uh, but they're they're hard to find these days, and uh, only virgins are good for human sacrifice. And then is somehow able to check that uh, Eve is a virgin with the spike, and uh, I, I was really glad that the movie didn't get into too much detail with that i I, i've I've got a theory on how that was done but uh i I, I don't know that (laughs) like this is one of those things that even even for this show i'm just like i don't know i think we can just leave this to the imagination yeah the movie decided to so yeah yeah we'll refer to its good judgment excellent I'll be honest. I thought she was gonna set it down and like make her squat on her or something yeah. weird. Yeah, yeah, I thought that I too. I didn't know what was yeah. happening here. It was yeah. too pointy. Mm-hmm. It's very pointy. It's, yeah, uncomfortably so. Uh, so Sylvia then tells her to phone her sister, uh, and that she is uh, going t- uh, to tell her that she's going to London for a few days, and this is where my uh, my own desperate dream for a uh, 
cinematic universe of all of the movies we watch came in because the only thing I could think of was her calling up Mary and being like, Mary, I got to go into the desert for a little while and get my head straight. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then she, uh, she becomes uh, Cindy. Oh, who was, who was the mouse's mama? Oh, I don't. Oh, oh Christ! I know she was. Great. Oh my God! She was a great freak. Oh <laughs> my Satan! <laughs> Jesus! Oh my God! Uh, anyway, that's it? that's that's how it ha- all went down in my head. I have it right here. I have it right here. Uh, oh, I love that you're, you're going back. Shirley! To the- Shirley. <laughs> Shirley! Oh my Thank God! You. Yeah. Anyway, she becomes Shirley. Now, uh, what what actually happens though is that she she calls Eve starts to call and talk to Mary, being uh, super suspicious, which which Mary picks up on. Because she she has a very wooden uh, way that she she says this basically that uh, like kind of a hi Mary. Hello, Mercy Fawn. Hello, Mary. This is Eve. Mary, I'm fine. I'm Everything Central. is good. I'm going to London now. <laughs> type of vibe to her but i do yeah i just love that it's uh she's like what's wrong nothing i just can't take it anymore it's basically <laughs> yeah. what she says like it's all just getting to me i need yeah. to go away this is so yeah but double-sided luckily though she has a crucifix ring and when she sees the crucifix ring it starts to break the hypnotism and uh she uh she she kind of half snaps out of it and she starts screaming dionin into the the telephone and uh we get it oh my god so we this is this is another kind of sweet green screen moment here but uh because sylvia like looks at her i think she does does she do her snake look there with their their fangs she do go all fangy on her i think a little bit and then she like she spits she spits at her oh right and then then we get the the next little hallucination here uh, which is just short, but it's it's a great moment with uh, Sylvia uh, topless uh, and like impaled nuns in the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the the, the fire sky again. She, well, she's filating the spike that she. The bloody. Oh yeah, she's licking the, the, the bloody spike. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I forgot about that somehow. Um, Maybe just put again, that in the, the very, dark recess like, of your mind. Yeah. <laughs> again, very. Like, just with all the superimposed chroma key shit, it very much looks like something that would be on Adult Swim at 2 a.m. Oh, like, yeah. Like, just a random short that plays mm-hmm. that's all weird, crunchy computer <laughs> graphics that's fucking wild. Um, so then uh, we, we go to the other end of the phone. And uh, so Mary uh, is it tells the, the boys who are both there sitting at her, her kitchen table uh, about Eating the weird phone spaghetti. call. Eating spaghetti, yeah, and drinking wine. Which nice. is like I think like maybe like the spaghetti is like a worm. Reference. I assume all of the the meals now are yeah. just worm in They'll, some way. This movie didn't have any particularly gross food shit like most no. of them do though. Even no. though he was supposed to be eating worms earlier, it didn't I was look like, that bad. I was like, yeah. they look like good red beans. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I kind of wanted to try it. Yeah, or like a spicy like because uh, I think uh, definitely like at this all you can eat. There's like this um, seaweed salad, but it's like red. Because mm. it's like spicy seaweed salad, it's really good. Oh, see that—that that, that sounds good. Yeah, I yeah. had some wasabi seaweed chips last night. Ooh, oh, how were those? Were very good. Yes. <laughs> um, so uh, obviously they—they they all know that something is is wrong. 
Uh, Angus recognizes the name Dionin, and uh, Mary calls the train station. Um, and there's a there's a little scene here. So she she basically asks the the guy who was a she who she recognizes who came and stayed at the bed and breakfast a while ago, and uh, but the the gist of it is that obviously Eve's not there. Um, and uh, the the train's now left. And in the middle of this conversation, she kind of gets a brainwave and she goes and checks on whether or not Eve took anything. Um, so Angus kind of finishes the phone call for her. She comes back and says that, you know, clearly like Eve didn't do that. Her, her, uh, none of her, her stuff is missing. And uh, she's sure that, that someone's got her. And Angus is just like, ah, oh, no, don't be too hasty. And I'm like, I don't think she's being hasty at all at this point. No, I think this yeah. is She heard her scream reasonable. on the yeah. other side yeah. end of the no. phone. Like, no. there, this is the perfect time to be hasty. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, and, but also, like, I... I These guys are fucking useless. Yeah, and I don't understand, like, that whole her calling the train station and we mm. only see the her side of the conversation was so fucking pointless. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, we could get this information out some some other way. Yeah. And uh, so now James has an idea that uh, he wants to preface with, like, a, well, I'm just spitballing here kind of thing. And Angus is like, shut up, tell us. <laughs> and, uh, so he, he kind of extrapolates the the plot of the movie here. He's, he's figured it out a little bit more than anyone else has. Uh, so they, they t- together as a brain trust, they put together that there is an evil snake cult. Uh, James thinks Temple House is involved. Um, Mary actually doesn't think any of this is likely at all. And she is correct in doing so because even though I know that's right, Mm -hmm. the way Hugh Grant and uh, tries to sell it is not good. (laughs) And, uh, so the, the last little thing here is that James twigs that, Oh, temple house snakes things. And he's like, Sylvia Marsh. Like he's, cause she, she's like, next you'll be talking about Ernie's snake bite. And he's like, yes. And snakes and ladders. And she's just, she just gives him a look mm. like, why are you so fucking dumb? And uh, yeah, and then he's just snakes like, and ladders is nobody's passion. You shut up about it. <laughs> yeah. Stop talking about snakes and ladders. Can we just get beyond snakes and ladders. <laughs> yeah. But goddamn sisters missing. Yeah. Uh, back at uh, back at James Estate, he's got the staff to rig up a massive sound system on the roof. Which I just think is just Peters. Just that he just did that like. Oh yeah, well Peters I, I is like, like there. He's out of breath. He's all like, mm. yeah, he's he's a run off his feet here because, God forbid, James do any of this actual labor himself. No. So it's it's all his servants. And and he's we, too busy hanging out in his computer drums record <laughs> player room. Yeah. yeah, but also like, all every single time the maids are just referenced, because like James is like, okay, it's all set up. Uh, go make sure that the maids are like locked up in their room and stuff like that yeah Yeah. don't you go fuck any of those horny maids (laughs) don't you fuck my hot horny maids you hear me (laughs) and like you bring breakfast and set up speakers that's it (laughs) yeah and then because like peters has looked too happy to lock up the maids oh my dude do not let hear that man the chambermaids yeah Mm, yeah like he this is the first this is the first thing that james has ever told him to do that he actually wants to do yeah Yeah. and then Um, he that he had like one job and he fucked it up well, yeah, because I well, but we we shouldn't skip the fact that they're 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 uh, James is digging through an old uh, steamer trunk full of records, and he's looking for uh, a snake charming record. This is his, this is his big plan is to to 
charm. And now I think at this point in the movie, he is trying to charm what he thinks is a serpent out of the. No, he's not. No, he's trying I'm sorry. to. He's trying to stop them from getting to into the house, I think, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Like he's he. It, the the plan was a little weird to me, but the, this whole next section of the movie is very strange. So yeah. anyway, I, he's... I took it as like kind of hanging up garlic to stop a vampire from getting in. Like, oh, see, I, I felt, thought he was. I felt like it was a barrier. Yeah, so I, I think thought maybe it was, a summons, it was like a like was... to, to summon. I mean, I think maybe to like summon her, I guess, to mm-hmm. make sure that she's out of the house when. Yeah. Um, Angus and Mary go. There's just such a logical leap between like he because he thinks there there might be a snake living in the uh stone red cavern mm-hmm. and he thinks that sylvia marsh is involved with this snake cult but there's a real big leap between that and oh she will respond like a snake if i put but but as we'll see in a minute like well, she does and and th- part of their plan is to break into her home while she is distracted by this music so i guess he has tw- twigged all of these things um but before we get there he he has a fun scene him and peter have a fun scene here where He's looking for the the snake charming record, and he, he finds <laughs> this, this one. This sound like a snake charming record to yeah. you? No, I'm pretty sure this is a, the music that that whore your dad fucked uh, yeah. Uh, played. Yeah, um, because he yeah he starts and he he's just like he starts to say it, and then he's like belly dancer. That's what she was. <laughs> oh my dancer. god! And uh, and then the the other side, um, yeah, Peters does his best impression of of James's dad, um, saying it would it would charm charm the snake out of something right out of or charm the da- dampton serpent itself or something uh but, oh yeah, yeah very dampton serpent as yeah. a euphemism for his penis i think that was it yeah yeah um but then yeah then we get the lock up the the chambermaid scene there and like five seconds later we hear uh a, a huge scream as as from peters and all of the lights go out and uh Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm forgetting. Oh, no, I cannot. I'm sorry. I cannot skip this. Uh, so they start playing the music. And then back at Sylvia's house. <laughs> oh, yeah. She rises from a giant basket. Yes. Like a cobra. Uh, and strut dances her way out of the house. Yeah. Yeah. It's just. She just she just lurks in a basket for fun. I feel like just to sort of like do snake things. I think, closer snake things. To I think maybe it's like a Ken Russell's like, like what do we know, know what about to do? snakes? Yeah, I, I think it's They're supposed to be. It's like a vampire in their coffin. I think yeah. that's kind of what it's supposed to be. Oh, okay. So maybe she sleeps she's a snake there. Person, she sleeps in the you know in a in a basket in a woven basket. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So that happens before the lights go out. Put the snake um, woman back in the basket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and luckily, uh, Angus and Mary are, are snooping around her house. And they're they're waiting just outside the door. So as soon as she strut dances her way out, they uh, they they break in. And by break in, I mean she never closes her door or anything. Um, so they uh, they stop. Angus uh, stops by a, a, a bust, a, a Roman bust. And he he says like he's he's all interested in it, and and Mary's just like it's just a stupid statue, and he's like no 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 this is Marcus Crucius, the rebel emperor, and he says it's, it's very strange that she would have a bust because no one has a bust of this guy, and that he he might have been involved with the uh, cult of Dionin. Um, then they they 
travel into the next room and they find uh, a statue or a taxidermy. I think it's actually a taxidermy of a, uh, a mongoose and a, a cobra locked in kind of like a, a death fight. Um, and uh, so there's yeah, a lot of snake sn- stuff around here. Then in an otherwise uh, empty room, because that's how Sylvia do, each, each item gets its own room, uh, they find Mary's mother watching a television uh program or a v like a vhs tape of a woman dancing with a snake and almost deep throating almost deep throating this snake she's I like was a little snake, worried for the snake the snake is in her mouth yeah there's it's very close to that yeah um and uh mary goes out and she of course this is kind of like the one real kind of horror thing that we get out of this movie because otherwise it, it doesn't do a lot of the the big horror movie tropes but it does do this one it feels it's a bit well it's very british i think Mm. and it kind of has more of that like old the original wicker man feel of like just uh stuff being blasphemous and Mm. and sexual and that's gonna like freak out some british dandies like i think (laughs) that's kind of more what it's going for yeah on top of accidentally being a comedy (laughs) yes (laughs) we yeah so we we get that classic like woman watching something in a room back turned right and then uh so mary mary approaches her and she's not responsive but then of course she turns around and we get the the snake lady jump scare where she's got the big snake fangs just like sylvia and she uh she though doesn't seem to be as sentient as as sylvia as you get the idea that she's probably just like a thrall to sylvia Mm. and um so she um she jumps up and she uh, she gives Mary a, a big old bite on the neck, uh, and then she uh, she's driven away by Angus, who grabs a log from a, a fireplace and, and swats at her a little bit, and she, she runs off. And uh, then uh, is this the other vision? It is. Yes. I was pretty sure this is this the is, stomach boner vision. Yeah, this oh, yeah. is. Uh, so Mary, this is Mary's turn at uh, having hallucinations, and and luckily it doesn't look like Mary has any connection to the the, the old nunnery. Um, but we see her, and we see uh, I guess what, what would be like tribesmen, I guess, or, or that kind of thing. And they are they've all got the um, the the spiky strap ons, and they're 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 rushing at her, and she's screaming, and they all kind of gather around her, and they're just stabbing her just stabbing her in through the pelvis with with their spiked dildo things uh while she screams and there's fire and and more of the stuff that we're kind of used to at this point yeah <laughs> screensaver shit yeah, yeah. <laughs> get on our level <laughs> um then uh so uh, angus meanwhile is uh in the real world here uh sucking out the poison and uh he uh he he manages to to get it, I guess, and he, he spits it. He, he walks over and actually spits it in a glass and then uh, calls James. He gets Peter instead. This is yeah. before Peter bites it. Um, who is very, like, l- just leisurely kind of sitting around eating some, like, chips or something. And uh, he, so he says... So undignified. Yeah, he says he'll yeah. pass. Walking around with that bag of chips. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cecil, he'll pass, passes on, uh, says that he'll pass on the message, but James shows up anyway and, and grabs the phone from him, but Angus is already held, uh, hung up. And uh, it's basically just kind of like the expect company phone call. Um, 
then um yeah this is sorry this is where the the chambermaid scene comes in <laughs> and uh, peter is for the first time in his entire life excited about a, a directive given to him by james uh five seconds later peter is dead we hear his screams the lights go off and uh james is is there kind of wondering what's going on and uh he gets charged by uh, the the trent mother who has showed up at his his house and uh luckily there's a very convenient broadsword just within arm's reach of him which he uh, he grabs off of a display on the mantle and uh cuts her in half with like a, a giant 360 no scope i was gonna yeah. say he, he does the the link like charge up yeah fucking yeah. Like a zelda spinning sword move and then like a slices her in half Looks fucking awesome. Yeah. And then it continues falls to spinning, falls on his drums drum like a set. fucking chode. Yeah. I was like, look at this fucking dildo. It's so great, too, because there's such a triumphant score as he, he kind of yeah. comes through the swing. And you see, like, a stained glass thing in the background, like like a holy knight. And then, yeah, and then, of course, he, he follows through way too far and, and falls his ass down. Um, uh, and then I love the effect afterwards when he looks at her again and we have the moving legs mm -hmm. and the moving torso, like whatever they put them in the floor or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and they're twisted around different ways. I, I really like that. That was fun effect and there's blood and stuff everywhere. It looks cool. Mm -hmm. And, uh, <laughs> so he, uh, he rushes downstairs then and sees, uh, Peter, um, uh, Peter is dead. He's got, you know, the holes from the, from the snake bite, but he is, he is, is gone. And uh, it's really funny here because at some point the movie remembers that it needs proper lighting because we're still in the dark. So when it, it comes back, like it almost like the lights almost go up. But of course, the lights haven't come back on yet. We're still in the dark, but we just needed more lights for this scene. Um, then uh, he, he gets uh, Angus calls James. And they kind of talk about how all of this works with like the pseudo vampirism and stuff because Angus is pieced a lot of it together and uh, angus notices that in the background the the record had stopped and uh, james is like oh just automatically right and stopped when the power went out and james is like no no you should check it and they they go uh, or james goes back and realizes uh oh someone has stolen the record so he's like oh there's another there's another reptile around type of thing and uh, as they're hanging up the uh the trent mother uh grabs james leg so we think we might be getting something uh here but we we never we never actually do uh so angus now on the other side uh tells mary he goes upstairs where mary is resting he's got mary resting tells her that her his, her mother is passed on doesn't go into the details of it and then we cut to our next day where Mary has a huge bite mark. She's looking at herself in the uh, bathroom mirror and uh, covers it up with a, a real big Band-Aid. Then uh, outside, uh, Ernie has come to get Mary, and he says that she needs to identify the body. And she's like, well, you know my mom. And he's like, yeah, but we have to do this by the book. Um, and the camera work here lets us know that something is up because it, it lingers on Ernie. He's got a little bit of a frown yeah. on his face. And... Uh, God, God forbid that this movie surprise us at any point with something, but you know it likes to it likes to tip its hand pretty hard. So they're they're driving, uh, and uh, 
talking about last night's event, he says that James is in custody. And uh, she mentions Eve... And then she realizes that they're going the wrong way. He tells her that they need to go out pick up Lady Sylvia. And uh, so they, they roll up, park up, and he gets out and asks if she's going to come in. And this is where Mary notices that he has a bandaged wound. And this is on his wrist, which is not where he got bit originally. I so feel I wasn't like... sure what that was... I don't know. Maybe he actually did get bit by a snake, and then like yeah, because there are snakes on her property later. Mm. Yes, actually, uh, so there I are think some big he ones. He did yeah. get bit by a real snake, and oh, that was okay. that was legit. Maybe, oh, okay. And then they maybe she just... that there was no way for her to know, and they just added one to the hand. <laughs> yeah. Could be. She doubled down on this fucking moron. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> days of thrall. Yeah. And uh, so she she sees this. She puts two and two together and comes up with. Uh, possessed by snake demons and uh she she kind of hits him with the door of the car and then she runs for the gate but the gate closes automatically her fucking run (laughs) she runs like steven seagal she's got the little flappy arms it's it's honestly though considering she's running away from ernie she may have just been able to run in circles and he may yeah. not have ever been able to catch up with her. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I do love, yeah, because she runs down the gate, it like closes mm-hmm. and can't open. And he has not made any attempt to pursue her because no. the next, he's just, is now, he's still standing in the same spot and is watching her run back <laughs> towards him and like going off the other way. It's like a fucking dog where it's like, well, I know it can't get out. There's a fence. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'll just let her tire herself out yeah. a bit. Yeah. She got the, Mary's got the zoomies. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, they, uh, so Mary uh, manages to kind of trap herself because she runs downstairs where, where there would be, like, entrances to, to root cellars and things. There, God only knows what weird little, you know, uh, cellars and stuff is, is in one of these huge buildings so she she gets there and then she sees a, a gate that's closed like an iron gate a smaller one but it's got a snake on it and she can't it's an impenetrable snake she can't get past it uh ernie is behind her and then this is where we get ernie's snake face which i found to be pretty fun <laughs> to be honest with you it was uh not particularly everyone scary, is really struggling fun. with these fangs with the snake yeah. fangs. <laughs> all i can think of is the kylo ren more meme when ken russell was looking at them making the fangs <laughs> more more it's gotta be longer it's gotta be awkward like it's like i can't, I can't. no one sells it to me quite like lady sylvia though because she always does the big head back and the Mm. eyes wide when she wants to Mm. bite someone yeah um they 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 all do that to a lesser degree but she she really sells it and uh but luckily luckily for mary who is now trapped between two snakes it's two snakes in a hard place angus is there to bagpipe charm ernie in honestly what I would call the most ridiculous chase scene in cinematic history is what Yeah, this here. is one where I'm like, I think, because I, t- I was reading a bit about the movie here, and Ken Russell did say it's supposed to be a comedy, but after it came out. And I think some things maybe didn't land. <laughs> and yeah. he's taking the, the, the Tommy Wiseau route of being like, oh yeah, comedy the whole time. Yeah. Uh, but this scene is so ridiculous and not scary. And I... I uh, and through most of it, I was so distracted by the fact that not only did he come to play the bagpipes, he got changed. Yeah. He, cha- yeah. he put on a fucking kilt and other things like yeah. it was part it was of full the... full tartan on. It was yeah. like, yeah, full tartan, like it's part of the magic. 
It like, is. he needs it to is. be dressed up he, or the bagpipes aren't going to work. You know, like, the true hero of this movie is Scotland. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, you know, she gets saved by the sweet sounds of the bagpipes <laughs> and the freedom that comes from that sound. Yeah, this is... I'll be fixing up your British heathens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So... Ernie, Ernie goes, or he is—he's charmed, and he—he he goes and, and approaches Angus. Angus kind of backs up and, and kind of goes through uh, Temple House and, and kind of out through the the, the back door uh, with with Ernie and Chase. And then they have the funnest little like chase around a, a snake sundial that you will <laughs> ever see. Uh, honestly, there's so many like little gifts I want to make here because at one point. Uh, Angus does a little like little double step and then like backs his way out of the camera's frame mm. and god if that isn't some reaction gift <laughs> that I, I need for pretty much every situation in my life yeah. it, 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 it's going to be and then also the way Ernie's moving in this scene oh, yeah. because he clearly was watching uh, our, our main villain uh, on set sometimes and he's trying to throw in this like wavy snake yeah, yeah. yeah. his little man slithery is, <laughs> not, it's not graceful. For him. No, <laughs> no, no. He he tries his best, Ernie. Uh, so, uh, unfortunately for Angus, uh, bagpiping it it's, it it takes a lot out of you. You gotta you, you know, gotta make breaths, sure you right? take, take your breath. So he uh he has to stop for a second uh, to catch his breath, and that's that's when Ernie strikes. He lunges at him, and uh, Angus kind of pokes him with the bagpipe at, at first there, but uh, Ernie Ernie kind of grabs him, almost has him. Uh, to, to give him a big love bite. And uh, Angus pushes him away. Ernie falls, and he falls on the sundial. I love this In so much. the easily the most gruesome, well, maybe in the bisection. One of the two of them. But I, I thought it was uh, the, the funny funnest death of the movie. Uh, because he, he gets impaled through the skull, and uh, it pops one of his eyes out. So that's it's a nice little uh, nice little practical effect there. Now, because I mean, we've we've jumped so many sharks at this point, the very next scene is Angus marching through Sylvia's home, Temple House here, playing the bagpipes on every floor. I love just it. just marching around there, and uh, he he determines through this because he has not charmed her out with his his incredible bagpipe skills that Sylvia isn't home. And so he he sits down at that kind of the base of the stairs on on, on the main floor, um, takes out a, a syringe and uh, shoots up with something, which we'll we'll find out what that is in a little bit here. And it's, takes it's just... it out of his sporin, which for people who aren't Celtically inclined, is like his little purse. Oh, that's what that is. Okay, yep. yeah. Uh, so now we get to, which carries everything. Yeah. Like, he pulls out the needle, and then he pulls out a mongoose. <laughs> yeah. This guy, this the was... mongoose, I think he pulled out of his ass. I think that was his big <laughs> yeah, that was he, out of his he, kill. He, where the fuck was it all this time? <laughs> it's really not wanting to be held. It, this it, is a live it, How mongoose. is there not a mongoose just growling yeah. through the whole piece? Like, he's yeah. running away from Ernie playing the bagpipes. Just, argh, 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 like, <laughs> freaking out. Like, how is that not there? Because he's sitting on the steps, hears something, like, behind a curtain. Yeah. Uh, kind of off yeah. in the dark uh, area after he's injected himself and then reaches back as if he's like pulling a gun out of the back of the waistband. <laughs> nope. 
pulls out a whole ass <laughs> pissed off mongoose and lets it go. I was like, what the fuck was that? This honestly, I, I had to write a note about my note because this is the my favorite note and maybe the favorite my favorite thing that I have ever written for video cult was this. Suspicious Angus releases a mongoose from his kilt and sends it to investigate. I don't think I'm ever going to get to write a better note than that. Nope. And it's so fucking accurate. It's crazy how accurate it is. It's not even a, it's not even a joke. No, it's literally the most accurate description yeah. of that scene. Yeah, it's just writing specifically what I saw. No editorialization required there. Uh, yeah, so it, it goes through this doorway that that has it's there's a kind of a phantom breeze blowing a, a, a this um, curtain that's over a, a doorway. Uh, sends it to investigate. It kind of squeals uh, a moment or so after it goes through the door, and uh, he walks to to kind of check it out, and gets a dead mongoose to the face. He <laughs> does. I love, she I love that um, like up close shot of it, like by like it makes oh, yeah. a squishing she, sound. She gives it a real like like a real boomer haze special, <laughs> right, right, right to his face. And I love how much time boomers get. <laughs> boomer, oh boomer is a gem, uh, <laughs> and uh, it, it knocks him down and stuns him. As a uh, half-naked blue Sylvia comes out uh, uh, from from behind to the darkness behind this door, and uh, she she kneels down and dramatically bites the shit out of his leg. Yeah. Uh, and he uh, he's, he kind of starts to scream, but then he is he is paralyzed, and uh, she stands up and reveals that uh, she defeated him with earplugs, and she's got such a such a satisfied look on her face yeah. while she's taking out these earplugs, like like she fucking solved the enigma machine just there. She's she is she's gotten it. Also, like I don't know, like because I I sometimes wear earplugs sometimes, but like. You can still hear. They do stuff. not block out. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> no, especially if it's a fucking bagpipe. Yeah, because like being from Nova Scotia, you've you've heard you a hear bag- bagpipes. You hear yeah. bagpipes. And the thing with bagpipes pipes is they don't have to be close for you to hear them no. very clearly. They are they only have one volume, and that's very loud, right? Like yeah. you, you can probably like play softly with a lot of instruments. No, the bagpipe is no, no. The bagpipe is you and like the next two kilometers around you yeah. will hear you play. Yep. So she drags him uh, away and uh, kicks him down some stairs into her underground uh, sacrifice chamber, which is very cool. It's got a very classic, almost Star Trek set. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I was thinking like a 60s kind of. It kind of reminded me of, um, you know, like the movies, the the Scooby-Doo movie, live action Scooby-Doo. Where, oh, when they went when they're underneath the amusement park, and it's like yeah. that, like sort of like cavernous thing. Mm. I should rewatch that movie. That movie's great. <laughs> it is pretty decent. <laughs> so this the the cavern here kind of consists of of like a main chamber and then almost like a well, like a, a big stone well, and that is that is the sacrificial pit, and chained up in her underwear is Eve. Uh, or she's tied up, sorry. She's like tied up by ropes and she's, she's not quite over the pit, but she's, she's tied up right next to it. Uh, Mary, who got caught off screen and brought down to the pit, uh, just so we can figure out where she is. Uh, she is, uh, tied to a wall. Now, uh, it's, it's sacrificing time. So 
Sylvia just leaves uh, Angus on the floor because he is paralyzed. And uh, we uh, we cut quickly back to Stone Rig because J- James kind of left us for a while here. Uh, he is not kind of connected to the, the three of them. And uh, so he's got a crew. He has used the power of being rich to, to do something about this situation. And uh, he's bringing in kind of a demolition team to the cave. So the, their plan is to to pump gas into this this fissure that they found earlier by the um by where the the pocket watch came up there's a little underground stream they found a fissure there and what he wants to do is either open it up or kind of collapse it because he's pretty sure there's a big snake worm in there and this is about as close as we get to the book's plot yes of anything in this movie <laughs> yeah and only close is in like they could wave to each other from from the other side of a very large like river yeah uh, so we don't spend too much time there, but they're, they're getting set up and, um, they can, you can hear them in the sacrifice cave. So obviously like this cave is connected to stone rig cavern, uh, because Mary Eve and, and Angus can, can hear them through the coming up through the, the sacrifice pit. Um, luckily Sylvia cannot hear them because Sylvia has gone off to get a lovely little floral crown for Eve. And uh, she comes in making an entrance because she doesn't go anywhere without making an and entrance. And our paralyzed Peter Capaldi uh, makes a very not subtle uh, glance at the at his naked co-star while he's laying on the ground. You can see him. Oh, I did like, not see that. Looking, like when she's walking by and then looks like back forward. <laughs> and it's like, you were peeping on some titties. Oh, yeah, I, would, yeah, I, I was... And I, uh, you know, I'm just a movie watcher. So. <laughs> Dee's like, what are you looking at? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I actually told Dee that we need to watch it together. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're both huge Peter Capaldi fans. And That's right. this movie is just, it's so much fun, too. I think she'll yeah. just enjoy it because it's so silly. It is a very enjoyable yeah. movie. Mm-hmm. Just quickly, um, one thing I love Peter Capaldi in is the thick of it. Oh, my God, yes. That is the, the absolute yeah. peak Peter Capaldi for me. Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah. Uh, for those who don't know, um, the thick of it is like um, sort of a precursor to Veep, which is, um, I can't, can't remember the guy's name who created it. Basically, same guy who created Veep, he, ha- he made um, a British version, and it's just, Peter Capaldi plays, like, they call him like the spin, like the spin wizard, because mm-hmm. like basically he's just like the cleaner for all these fuck-ups. Yeah, he's, there. it's the British government, basically. Yeah. And and his character comes in when someone's fucked something up and, and he just unfucks with it. Like... He is the he is the worst person in the world, but he's so fucking great at it. Yeah. He he's yeah, honestly, uh the the greatest thing I ever watched was when it announced when it was announced that he was going to be Doctor Who. Someone cut together the Doctor Who trailer with his lines from in the thick of it. So it's all it's all him just saying yeah. yeah, yeah, just saying things like fuckity bye to to <laughs> dismiss people yeah. and oh, i actually so have a, a print that says um come the fuck in or fuck the fuck off oh yes <laughs> i put that i think i'm gonna put it on my door <laughs> he was um so they they did a movie from in the thick of it yeah called in the loop i believe i watch it i okay yeah, i yeah. own it it's fantastic yeah if you ever get a chance to watch that it's a very very good one um and uh, the only other one that I, I absolutely loved him in was the Torchwood series, which was kind of Doctor Who adjacent. 
He uh, was in that, that. He was in that, but he was in the the fi- finale oh, that they did I for see. it, which is honestly still one of the saddest, most bleakest things I've ever watched. It is. It yeah. is tremendously great. Was it but the children of... There is no of... happy endings. The t- Children of Earth, maybe? I or... think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. there is no happy endings with that show, no, but no. it was so, so good. I still remember, like, that time, that peak, like, Doctor Who, like, that was, like, with David Tennant. David Tennant, Tennant. yeah. Yeah. I yeah, loved, there is no I other loved... Doctor for me. Well, for me, it was, like, because um, I first watched it with, um, sorry, cultists, like... Yeah, this is uh, this is oh, the this section is of the show we call Tiaboos. Yeah. Where uh, Gabby and Nathan uh, uh, weeb out over uh, England. Yeah. Well, yeah. basically, because um, I was huge into Doctor Who, like, because I loved Chris, like, the ninth Doctor, Christopher Eccleston. Oh, Christopher Eccleston. He was good. He, he was, was really good. good. And yeah. then uh, David Tennant, which was also one of my fucking favorites mm. at the same time. But then I didn't really get into Matt Smith. Matt Smith was, like, too, like, tweet, like, tweety. Okay. Like, yeah. Doesn't really have like that charm for not, me. Not to the same degree, no. Um, yeah. Yeah. I did. But we should we should digress before we turn this into yeah. a cult meeting. But if you like <laughs> stuff like this, this is basically what happens during our uh, cult meeting episodes. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. This and embarrassing stories about piss. Oh yeah, there is a lot of that too. Piss. <laughs> yes. All right. All right. Um, so <laughs> we uh, yeah we've come to the sacrifice here. So. Sylvia, while she is walking in with her floral crown, she's doing a, a great little uh, almost uh, summoning ritual here, talking about... It's, just, it's more of a summoning monologue, honestly. Talking Kalima. about poor Dionin. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's got a bit of that energy. She's talking about poor Dionin, who, uh, who you know, spent time in the Garden of Eden before uh, the Christian God came in and fucked everything up. And, and uh, you know, how, how great he is and stuff. Dionin, who gave us the gift of knowledge. Dionin, who suffered the wrath of the false god. Dionin, who was driven from Eden by the false god. Dionin, who was trodden underfoot by the son of man. Dionin, who returned to the darkness. Dionin, whose kingdom is darkness. Dionin, who makes safe our darkness. So she she gets up to the the altar there. She puts the crown on Eve, and then she gets her spiked strap on, and uh, she is she is about to uh, to give Eve a, a a bad time with that. And luckily though, Dionin shows up a little bit early. He must be hungry because she she looks down and she's like, oh, I guess no time no time for uh, for ceremony. We need to. We need to get this, this there is show a, on the road. There is a pretty sweet, great big fucking snake puppet. I love uh, that's him. there. Yeah. It was a Volkswagen. No, was it? What? Yeah, that's what it said in the production stuff that it was a Volkswagen. They dressed up because the the front. Oh, because the, the front, front of opens. a Volkswagen yeah. is a, is I believe is the trunk. Yeah, and we had like a big a piece. <laughs> Yeah, that's what it is. It's a dressed up car. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, but it's huge. Looks cool. Mm-hmm. Kind of uh, little shop horrors esque. Yeah, it's good, mm. obviously. But uh, uh, it's a fun effect. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was really happy with it. The uh, yeah. See, he shows up. He starts gnashing around down down there. Doesn't look like he's. It looks like he might be a little bit too big to get all the way up the pit. But he uh, he does uh, he does kind of work his way he up. The somewhat. old college yeah, try. Yeah, he's getting he's up a, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, it starts gnashing around. Now, this is where we find out that uh, Angus has, has been able to overcome the, the paralytic and is able to move. And he gets up and just kind of uh, comes up behind Sylvia as she's cutting the ropes that will uh, drop 
Eve into the pit. And he uh, he just kind of body checks her in, into the, the hole, but she grabs onto Eve's leg. So now she's hanging o- off of Eve, who is hanging over the, the pit with Dionin. Now, um, <laughs> Peter Cabal, or uh, Angus makes a choice here because he, he grabs her, her ceremonial knife that she had and he starts sawing at her hand. Why not yeah. just stab it? Could have yeah. stabbed, sta- stabbed, stabbed, stabbed her in the eye. Yeah. Could have did a lot of things. But this is the most drawn out thing because she's just there screaming her head off. Mm-hmm. And what, The funniest thing, though, is that her hand that is being sawed on uh, by, by Angus holds on longer than her other hand. Yeah. <laughs> she drops her, her healthy hand first. Um, but luckily, and, and that hand's got a real death grip because uh, she uh, she holds on until he, he gets through the, the hand. So then the hand is just kind of hanging off of uh, Eve as she, she plummets into the, the maw of her, of her god. And uh, just then the... Uh, the rope breaks and Eve starts to fall, but Angus is there with his, his Scotsman strength and he just catches her and, and uh, brings her to safety, frees her and Mary. But he's got one more trick up his kills. Up he's not done. In his little sporin. In his sporin, yeah. That sounds so much dirtier for some it reason. Is. It is. Especially sound. considering the way he did this. I swear, I, when I first saw this, which was not that long ago, I thought he was going to just add insult to injury and piss on the snake. God. <laughs> it looks like he's getting oh, yeah, ready to, yeah, it looks yeah, like he's yeah, getting yeah. ready to whip it out and piss on the snake. God's mouth. Like, fuck yeah. you. One true God, bitch. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. I, I honestly, I didn't think that, but now that you said it, I can't unsee it. So, yeah. and yeah. it's not his dick; it's a grenade. It's a grenade. Uh, classic pulls the pin with his teeth. Angus is kind of a bit of a Batman, where I'm just like, where did he get all these wonderful toys? Yeah, right. Like he's he's I got mean, he's he's got syringes. He's got fucking weasels, mongoose. I, I feel grenades. like those are things you can find in like the, the British countryside because just readily e- available. Even cuz I think the war was like 40 years before, so yeah. it's still pretty like fresh in the mind. So I feel That's like true. there's just and random grenades. Honestly, a lot around. of soldiers just kept their stuff, yeah. in, including uh explosives and things. Yeah. 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 No, I I remember um my my grandparents had all sorts of questionably legal things just you just accrue them i guess when you live out in the country uh so <laughs> he, yeah he he pops over he gets his first good look at the at the uh worm and he's i i think we get a nice like holy shit and yeah. then he holy uh, shit he, he throws the throws the grenade down its gullet um runs away as it as it ex- explodes into a meat uh, chunks meat, blow yeah i was gonna say the, meat fountain thing. yeah mm-hmm. And uh, then we uh, we we see them out in the uh, in the front of Temple House. They're all sitting on the steps, recovering from their their harrowing uh, adventure. And uh, he gets out a, a syringe to uh, inoculate Eve, just in case any of her cuts got infected with snake juice. Um, Hopefully, it's not the same syringe that he's already used. One hundred percent, the same syringe. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, AIDS only happens to gay people. They're fine. <laughs> so he uh, he injects Eve, and then he he goes uh, to call an ambulance for inside. Meanwhile, we come back to James, who is celebrating a job well done. Um, it's not clear that he actually did anything helpful, but. <laughs> You know, he saw the smoke in He's the a, distance after I was the say, explosion. Yeah. He was like, "Ah, yes, I love it when it all comes together." <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's there. Yeah, he's there being like Hannibal from the A Team with his cigar, just being like, "Yeah, I love it when a plan comes together." You did um, nothing. <laughs> he, I don't think he did anything. But he does see in that true there's... landlord fashion. That's, <laughs> that's all. Right. It yep. Makes. <laughs> yeah. The. Uh... He sees the smoke rising over Temple House, and and uh, he and his crew are packing up, and he's just like, "Oh yeah, we'll, we'll all go down to the pub. It'll it'll be great," type of thing. And then a little later on, James and Angus meet up back at the uh, bed and breakfast, and they they kind of talk about what happened and have cigarettes, and you know, kind of be bros now. They're they're kind of they're they're buddies. They've they've come through a a snake adventure together, and and now they're going to be friends. And uh, they're they're gonna go to get a pint before they visit the the girls in the hospital because priorities are priorities, and uh, but then the phone rings, phone rings in the house, and Angus is like, oh, it's you know it might be the girls, so he goes in and answers, and uh, it's the it's the research lab, so this is the lab at which he he got the antidote off screen, and uh, it's it's one of the research assistants who honestly looked a little bit like Sylvia. So when I first started, I was like, what? And then I was like, oh, no, no, that's not the same woman. Mm. And uh, she's like, oh, we made a little oopsie. Yeah, a little little oopsie-daisy. And uh, we we didn't give you the antidote. We gave you an anti-arthritis-like injectable drug. And uh, so he's there kind of in shock. He, He just lets, like, he hangs up the phone before she finishes talking. Uh, and then stares at himself in the mirror. And uh, at this point, James honks. Angus comes out and gets in the car. James tells him to slither in. Slither on in. Which is a, yeah. We had to get one more. One we had to more. Have one more. And uh, they're they're driving. Uh, James says, "Hey, you know, I'm I'm famished. Why don't we stop on the way to the pub for a bite?" And we get we actually get a really good kind of sinister smile from Angus. Uh, as he looks at him and says, "Why not?" And then uh, his his kilt pulls up a little bit to show the, the well, big bite on his it's thigh. It's when it's when Hugh Grant uh, da- shifts. Oh, shifts. Oh, Hugh yeah. Grant shifts down, and that slutty little kilt fucking rides <laughs> yeah. up oh, with yeah. it. Yeah. Do you think it's like because I I know sometimes like in Scotland when some men wear kilts, they don't wear anything underneath. Yeah, I think that's like the point of pride, right? Is yeah. you're supposed to do it, and if you and if you do wear underwear like a little bitch and someone calls you out you have to flash them and then they have to buy you a drink ah. but if if you flash them and you're wearing underwear you have to buy them a drink i yeah. see yeah well do you think pierre capaldi was wearing any underwear? <laughs> no, no he we, was so scots there is no, no. way speculating also, on, the, on the the level of free balling yeah. yeah he had he had room for a mongoose <laughs> drugs and a grenade there's yeah. no room for underwear down there <laughs> Uh, he's just got like fu- he's got like fucking carabiners around his dick and those things yeah. are all just hanging from them. <laughs> so we I just uh, imagine like a fucking walk just, yeah. just like hanging from his balls. Yeah. Either either that or like shoved in between his ass cheeks. 
So it's like like when you just grab a cat by like the by the by the back of the neck. So it's just stuck between his meaty Scottish ass cheeks, just like ah, 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 like hands stuck out, can't escape, you can't go anywhere. Oh my god, those are those are oh, strong man. ass cheeks because the thing about like weasels and the whole like weasel family, they don't fuck around. They're, they good, are, at, they're good at weaseling out of they shit. They are good at weaseling out of shit. They're also really dangerous. Like they will not hesitate to fuck you up. Like the thing about them is they don't have any kind of fear. Like it's the honey badger meme. He was handling that mongoose and it's obviously a trained one they use on movie sets. Yep. It still looked dangerous as fuck. It oh, looked yeah. like it was just gonna go, nope, and turn around and fight him instead. <laughs> yeah. I feel like they're That's what keeping me in your ass. I feel like that maybe there was like a couple sh- couple like cuts of like Peter Capaldi putting it down and then it just turning around just sort of <laughs> no. Anyway, that's the movie. That's the movie. It, we 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 cut we cut after uh you know, uh we get a real worried look on Hugh Grant's face. Yeah, it's like a borderline yeah. like freeze frame yeah. 80s comedy thing going to happen and then and yeah, then and it then ends we and cut go. to the worm song again. We get which the worm I was happy song to see again. again. Yeah. 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 Oh boy. Oh boy, this movie. This was I I loved it. I got to say I watched it twice in 2 days and I was just like I would watch this again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was not what I th- like I mean I guess like I kind of understood what I was getting into but at no point did I guess what was going to happen next. <laughs> no. No. Uh it was fun, it was different. I've never seen a movie really like it even though it kind of plays into some vampire tropes and other things. It's just it's so on its own mm. uh and and where it's like not particularly scary, but I don't know. There's just something that's intriguing mm-hmm. about it and different about it. And I think that some of the, like the British or European flavor that's there is, is, is part of that. But I think elevates it where I don't watch as much of that stuff. So kinda, yeah, it's, it's a little different, but uh, yeah, I, I genuinely enjoyed it. I would definitely tell people to watch it because it is a, it's a oddity. It's worth, it's worth yeah, checking out. It sure Can't is. go wrong to be for free. Yeah. So did I redeem myself? You're on the way. I'm on the way. <laughs> way. I'm yeah. on the way. Things, things was that was a that was a big fall from grace. So that was we're, we're still we're still climbing, but that was that was an all timer for me. That was yep. a that was a classic Gabby film for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It had, yeah. You it had fem as you said female nudity. Yeah, <laughs> uh, gothic horror. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This makes sense. Yeah. Now, what I, I I really liked about this movie was that yeah it's a it's a horror sort of it, you're not going to find it scary but you're never going to find it boring like because mm. usually a horror if you don't find it scary you're just like oh my god this is a slog oh, yeah. it's really not because it's so much fun and it takes such a hard comedy turn around the time where angus gets out his bagpipes that it, it's just so unique and 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 silly and and fun the i think one of the things that that works in this movie's favor is that it has good acting in it. it they're they're silly and they're campy, but they're they're still good, right? Like Peter Capaldi is is fun. Um, so is uh, I mean, God, um, I'm trying to remember the the actress's name, but Sylvia. Um, I have it here. Once oh, okay. You can keep talking. Yeah, she she just completely owns that film. Amanda, Amanda Donahue. 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 Yeah, Donahue. I think it's yeah. Um, absolutely great. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Hugh Grant does Hugh Grant things very well. So yeah, I, I, I don't think you'll be disappointed really in any facet of this movie, as long as you don't go in expecting to be scared. <laughs> that would be my, my one thing. And as a take on the vampire mythos, and I always love horror movies that do something a little bit different. 
and this this one is so unique in the way that it tackles it it's definitely worth your time with windows 95 screensavers is how it tackles it <laughs> yes <laughs> Yeah. Uh, any other final things that you wanted to say, Gavin? Well, you know, like, this is like, the first Ken Russell movie I've seen outside of just sucked clips of um, The Devils. But this makes me want to watch The Devils because, like... I think we should, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we, we've sold it so hard on this show, yeah. this episode. I think, I think we have to I think it's going to have point. to come up yeah. at some point. Yeah, because it's... Maybe even Altered States. Is another, that's a weird one that mm, people talk about, yeah. too. Yeah, I feel like we're definitely going to have more Ken Russell episodes in the future because he's just a weird British dude. You know, <laughs> it's just. Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed the uh, the the drunken, the drunken Ken Russell filmmaking. So I, I hope we yeah. get I hope we get some more of that in. Uh, oh, yeah. In. Uh, yeah. Float in the salt tank. Turn you <laughs> into a fucking monkey or something. Yeah, cunt. <laughs> Yeah, you fucking turn you into a fucking cunt chimp. <laughs> All right. Well, it's just about time for us to go. But before we do that, Josh, I understand that this you had a bit of a decision to make here, and we I we did. didn't know at the start. So have you made a call on I what have. our next movie is? Gonna so be? I some weeks ago had said. Uh, because things was such a tremendous blow to our souls <laughs> and I had a pick that I wasn't going to pull out until after we get some space between it. And I almost wanted to do it for this one, but I, uh, there's, a movie, a there's another movie I've been sitting on for a bit that I've wanted to do. So I was like, let's do this one. I haven't seen this. This will be fun. And then the thing that I teased okay. so many weeks ago <laughs> will be my next pick. So that's coming. Uh, but we're going to do 1974 black exploitation classic three, the hard way. Uh, that has, uh, let me see, there are three kind of typical guys. Fred Williamson, Jim Brown, Jim Kelly. They made a few other movies together that are kind of uh, similar in, in nature, like spiritual sequels to this. Uh, and I think it's like a cop and a guy in charge of the tenancy board and a karate master uh, who are the, those three actors uh, okay. team up to like stop some sort of sci-fi level plot that's going to like kill black people. <laughs> all right so I, i'm pretty excited uh I, I you know i think it's uh it's true to the roots of of exploitation and this will give me lots of uh credit to completely abandon that with the, the pick afterwards excellent so uh so it's still a bit of time but i think this one will be uh, a lot of fun and that's called three the hard way yep. all right uh, do we know if that one is accessible? Have we? It is. N I don't think so. Okay. I think I will All have right. to get us a copy, but I'm sure it will be uh, easy to do so. All right. Well, that'll be uh, next next big episode uh, on the uh, the video cult. We hope you've enjoyed this episode, and uh, until next time, Your have time a great week, come, everybody. Eve. Go get yourself some blue titties. <laughs> do you believe in reincarnation, Eve? I do. But then I am immortal, and I have seen the same souls inhabit different beings throughout history. I've seen you before, Eve, many centuries ago, in the time of my lover, the great Emperor Carousius. Yes, I can see you now on your knees, blindly worshipping your false god. Thanks for listening. If you haven't already, join the cult today by subscribing and giving us a five-star review on your podcast platform of choice. Help us grow the cult by sharing it with your friends, family, 
and that masked stranger hiding in your closet. Finally, you can connect with us on Facebook at The Video Cult or on Instagram and TikTok at video underscore cult 666.